and welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast, where we freak out about our favorite movies, comics, games, and any media in between. I am your host, Adrian, the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most and the most grandiose co-host. Hello, everyone. It is I, the Boon King. Uh, how's it going? It's going good. And we have, uh, where's the lightning? Where's, where, he's oh, not here. The weather uh, is so beautiful today. Is something holy shit? Off. It's the sun shining. I know. There's birds chirping. I was gonna say normally there's like a tempest outside, and that's uh, not happening. I th- I think he's running late. Okay. Let me see. Yeah, he just texted me from six six six. I all right. It's so edgy. I swear. But you know what? <laughs> I'll keep an eye on the weather channel. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> that's what how we know he's here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have an yeah, Doctor Rude, I guess, is a little late. Um. Anyway. Uh, today, what what type of show do we have today? You know what type of show it is? Uh, yeah, it's what? episode eighty one. Is what it is. I can't believe we've done eighty one episodes. Eighty one. I know. Every single time I look at that giant fat eight, I'm like, holy shit! We're so much. We're so close to that episode one hundred. And you know what happens at episode one hundred, right? No. You and I always said we were gonna do an uh, a freaky five uh, fan freaks episodes, and choose our freaky five for that list. Well, let me tell you, episode eighty is up there. I, I, so you okay hold on before we get into that because that's our reasons today's show is going to be a reaction review of wandavision now uh what what's the difference between a reaction review and a special bone? literally just the size baby just the size <laughs> i mean pretty much right i mean like this a, is a value menu meal that's right and right. a special is like going to a steakhouse and having a big fat steak, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the main entree, some appetizers, some desserts. Right, right. It's a full on combo here today, this, so don't worry. Yeah, this is like a, a two piece and a biscuit. We're going to give you a nice drink, a nice tall drink and uh, not one of those shitty. Do you like those fucking combine a drink things? Combine a drink? I'm forgetting what they're freaking called, but it's oh, like, you mean the Coca-Cola yes. vending machine that you put with you the touch screen buttons? and the nozzle that never changes and they all taste the same? Fuck that shit. Exactly. Like, I thought I was, oh, how cool. All these different soda flavors. And then it's like, oh, they all come from the same. Oh, oh. Yeah, I don't I don't particularly like it. What I have to do is kind of let it run a little bit so the new exactly. flavor comes out. I'm glad someone else feels this because everyone else is just like, oh, wave of the future. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, man. We have to go back. <laughs> well, speaking of going back, let's go back to our recents. Good segue, my dude. It's I like see I've it. been doing this for 81 episodes. I see it in the driveway. That's a nice segue, buddy. <laughs> Just saying. In any case, uh, do you want to go first or me? Dude, I okay, so I missed out last week. <laughs> right, which, right. Uh, let me tell you. We missed you. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, for you guys at home, he, quotation marks, the mist. He, they didn't. They didn't hear that. <laughs> they couldn't hear that. Shut up. <laughs> uh, anyway, let me, dude. I am filled the fuck up on recents because I wanted to come in here, you know, swinging. Oh dear. First How things rude. first. I I gotta say I watched Lovecraft Country. Oh hey, nice. And because uh, I finished it, I binged it. I loved it. I didn't like the ending too much. Uh-huh. But I'm listening to Doctor Rude's special. Yeah. Uh-huh. And. Uh, yeah, I'm liking it. I I actually think we should be doing that. Like, you should watch Lovecraft Country and then listen to the special. Right? No, because I the mean, special spoils the fuck out of everything. Well, which is the point. Well, also, I was the editor of that episode, so I kind of already. <laughs> oh, okay. To that you episode. watched Lovecraft Country, then. <laughs> pretty much. But it sounds really cool. 
<laughs> I've seen the first couple of episodes with Al, and it was all right, but I wouldn't have probably gone further. Yeah, the visuals are really cool for me. Yeah. Um, speaking of visuals that that look cool, this is the complete opposite. Tom and Jerry. Oh. You oh, uh, yeah. said you liked it. So that's on my recents, too. Yeah, but <laughs> I think that was your recent for episode 80. Quick, which one do you like more, Tom or Jerry? Well, I'm Tom. Tom? Okay, that is the correct answer. Anyone who picks Jerry is a fucking sociopath uh, because Jerry instigates more than anything. Yeah, he's he's the devil. But for, but but aside from that, uh, I don't think the movie's that good. Uh huh. It's two hours. I didn't laugh. Uh, I I smiled at a couple moments where you know you get the whole thing with the dog and and Tom and and Jerry. Where, I don't where they know. basically replay the same joke from the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, which you know it's oh nostalgia there. Yeah, but. None of the human characters I could give a fuck about. They all felt really fake and hollow. Uh, uh, yeah. And I really didn't like it. I felt just uh, like I just had an overwhelming sense of meh. Also, it's an hour 41 minutes. That's way too fucking long uh-huh. for that type of film. Conversely, what else I watched and I actually told you, I was like, holy shit, this is great. Sonic the Hedgehog. Right, right. That movie blew me the fuck away. I was laughing. I was having a good time. Jim Carrey, man. Just fuck. The man does not stop. Right, right. Except when he does a dramatic role. He stops. Smoking. <laughs> His anyway. entire career just stops. <laughs> At the uh, number 21. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that movie. No, it was 23. Oh, fuck. You're right. I think well, it was. Shit. Uh, but still, like Sonic for me is a better movie to watch with the. Uh, you recommended it, uh, Tom and Jerry for the family. I uh-huh. recommend Sonic more. I think Sonic, well, yeah, just feels better. It has better jokes. Uh, the plot of Tom and Jerry, I don't really, really give a shit about. Uh huh. I mean, you basically have Chloe Moritz's character. I'm really rambling. Oh, my God. No, no. By all means. I mean, because I'm going to have my rebuttal and my thing. I'm trying to remember aspects of this movie now. Yeah, but like, cause you, I forgot you basically have amount. Chloe Moritz's character kind of like lie her way to the top. Which I actually then, liked her. Yeah. Then she does. No, but there's nothing really to care about. She just has her admission of guilt uh-huh. and they fire her, the stereotypical thing. And then she tries to get Tom and Jerry to work together to get this big wedding together. And it doesn't work. And it, it the first time it fails spectacularly in her face when she gets uh, Luis Pena's character fired. Uh-huh. I don't even think I got his name right. Sorry. Uh, but this guy who's like really up his own ass about running the hotel and he fucking gets fired. Then he gets Tom and Jerry lies to them. They shenanigans ensue. Uh-huh. That's the whole third act. I kind of spoiled it. Sorry, but it's not really anything out of this world. At the end of the day, everybody's kind of reunited and we're feeling and we, good. We feel so good. Like, cause that's the thing. Look, I, I understand where you're coming from and I'm not about to say this is like, oh my God, this is one of the best kids films and this is going to be a whole genre setting. No, 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 no. Look, I like this movie because I've seen a couple of Tom and Jerry movies before this and they keep trying to put them in scenarios that don't work where it's like oh let's have them talk let's have them have dynamic relationships with certain characters and it's like no tom and jerry need to chase each other and they need to cause destruction in that in that chase 
so I felt like the movie delivered on that aspect. Plus, it had a very interesting like twist to have more music in it. It was more way more musical than I was anticipating. Not only that, but the soundtrack choices were okay. We're going with uh, 2010s rap here. Like we're, I took it because they were in the city. Right? Yeah, we're like, in New York City. New York we gotta city. fucking wrap it up, dog. You know, like uh, it was a little distracting it, it, how many songs there were, though. Like, yeah, if it was something like how in the original Tom and Jerry, where they would like play with the music and they did do that with the orchestral score that was there. Yeah. But I'm just saying there's a lot of moments where just Jerry will be just chilling in his house with his radio, like blasting with a random song. And you're like, OK, that's to appeal to the youngins. Yeah. It's I like, did, I don't I, know. I, oh, and at one point, I think Tom was doing the floss. Oh Jesus Christ! Which uh, also Sonic does the floss in his movie. So they changed the the bulldog's voice, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't particularly care for the bulldog's voice. Uh, the 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 shiny female cat. Sure, I mean she she looks nice, but she didn't have a voice. But so no, but, the dog was but the only one. But neither does Jerry. That's actually something they were. Con- well, never mind because there was other cats in the alley that could talk. Never yeah. mind. Never mind. I don't know why but she Tom can't talk. But Tom doesn't talk. She doesn't talk. And Jerry doesn't talk. Thankfully. I am perfectly fine with Tom and Jerry never speaking. Right, right. It's weird if you watch the cartoons, though, because you start recognizing the same get-ups and some things. Like, there there are some chase sequences where, like, they have domino effects, where it's the three of them running around the bulldog, Tom and Jerry, and they do the exact same things Spike. from the cartoons. Spike, Spike is the bulldog's name. Yeah, didn't I say it? Oh, whatever. But Spike, yes. Um, But, like... They use the exact same, like, animation, essentially. They recreate a lot of the same jokes from the cartoon. And not that I'm saying that that's bad, because as someone who hadn't seen it, I guess, they'd be able to get, like, a highlight reel of Tom yeah, and Jerry. Yeah, I guess. In a way, although it's awkward if you have seen it, because there are characters, in the cats in the alleyway are pre-existing Tom and Jerry characters. One of them is Jerry's nephew, who's all of a sudden like a mobster, like who's trying to mug him on the side of the alleyway. The you little mean one, Tom? Tom's nephew. Tom. Tom cat. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Tom's nephew. Yeah, because it's all it's all a bunch of cats, and they're all trying to like bully Tom. Exactly, but I just thought it was weird because one of those cats is a repurposed design of one of his cousins. So I was like, all right, whatever. But I thought it was cool. They they didn't have just kids jokes. There were a couple of adult jokes that I'm not remembering right now at the moment for whatever reason. But they they did destroy things. They didn't yeah. like tone that down I at ju- the very least. I just personally, I would never watch it again. I don't want to sit down again if we were to give a rating. Oh, Jerry like jumps off a uh, Tom jumps off a building and a lands times. flat on his face. Like a there's couple of times. Hardcore cartoon violence, and I did like that. Sure. But it just, for me, didn't vibe well with the real world aesthetic. Like oh, okay. it didn't match well for me. In terms, okay, but in terms of the animation though, because I actually really liked how it was cell shaded and shaded on top of it. One of the best parts of the animation is uh-huh. them at the fucking fish market when they're having their day out. How they integrated everything? Right, in their day out, you see every animal product is in animation but all the humans are real did you notice that that jerry is wearing a real ass backpack throughout the entire scene it's yeah. not cg that's a real mini backpack i don't know how the fuck they put it on like a green ball or something and had it run through the scene but it's just so i actually thought they integrated the animation really well because when you look at looney tunes or looney tunes um space jam and it's like, let's make it hyper realistic and hyper design. It's like, okay, oh, Jesus. All we, I haven't seen a trailer. All we've seen are maybe screenshots. 
Sure. It might be a poster image where it's highly detailed right. for whatever reason. Uh, but again, I just want to say if I were to if I were to like rank these recents or whatever, I don't know if we're doing that from now on. Oh, so you're giving me your freaky five recents? What is no, this? No, no, no. Like if fuck? I was if I was to like give them a grade, uh Lovecraft Country is like easily a nine out of ten, uh-huh. eight out of ten, maybe. Uh Tom and Jerry's easily a four out of ten, three possibly sure. i would never watch it again sonic the hedgehog i'd be down to watch it today that shit was like an eight out of ten all right get the blue dick out of your mouth i, look, I dude, totally understand look, dude i fucking used to hate sonic a lot like i get your macro feet porn out of here i don't kink shame i kink promote oh, buddy. uh this is probably my movie of the year uh-huh. judas and the black messiah Jesus Christ, it sounds like a Tenacious D song or something. Right, but it's what? about the Black Panther Party and how the FBI tried to kill them from the inside out. Well, all right. that I, You're all about the fucking, like... Um, drama? His, historical fucking docudramas, whatever no, the fuck. No, I'm, like, I'm all for good film. <laughs> oh, yeah. Unlike most people, I'm sure. Unlike most people that want to watch shitty movies, to I want to watch a good movie. To be honest, I think I'm one of those people. I wouldn't lie. Watch shitty movies? I watch shitty movies, too, but I recognize their shit. Check out Diamond Cobra and the White Fox. <laughs> I, I've never even heard of Oh, that. I will show you some of that. <laughs> uh, but Judas and the Black Messiah, tremendous acting. Uh, what an amazing drama. Um, really fucking hits hard. I think it's leaving HBO Max at the end of this week, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, but still, really fucking good. Uh, because I'm on an HBO Max kind of kick, I started Mrs. Fleischer, who's Agatha all along, by the way. That's the same actress. Uh-huh. Uh, she's starring... A- Radio teasing for the main event later. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Mrs. Fleischer is a comedy about a, a mom, a single mom, a divorced mom, whose son is going off to college and she's now alone. Like the baby has left the nest. What does the mom do? Nesting. And, (laughs) and this is a, this is a mom in today's age. So she's experimenting with porn and MILF and what, what to do now. Like, should she try to have sex? Like, should she try to be a cougar? Did you hear about this one lady who knit a a life-size version of her son? As like a replacement to cuddle, and it wasn't anything oh gross. It, like it wasn't anything gross, but of course, on that description, everyone jumps to that. But it's I like, mean, fuck, like that's, that's the cope. Like there's an obvious coping mechanism that that mothers yeah. go through, or whatever. It's, you know? uh, but it's similar to when uh, mothers give birth; they have postpartum depression. Right, right. Uh, and I'm, sometimes that depression just entirely while you're raising the kid. Yeah, and that depression becomes disappointment. Um, <laughs> actually, a little segue just. <laughs> Daredevil, uh-huh, the, the uh-huh. character, his mother suffered postpartum depression and left him with a with Darede- Daredevil's dad, and she went to join uh, a convent and to become a nun so she wouldn't try to kill her own son. Jesus. And fun fact, Zatanna uh, had pre-fetus depression, and she teleported out of her mom's womb and into a, a nearby nurse. <laughs> I am not even fucking with you. I've never heard this. That that's I was looking up Zatanna pictures to be like, cause Lindsay, Lindsay loves Zatanna, right? And I was like, okay, I want to get a good picture of her. Like, and then I was like, what the fuck is this panel? And it's it's that she's a fetus and she jumps out. And I'm like, what oh, the fuck? Comic fuck. books? What the fuck? Comics? Uh, speaking <laughs> of comic books, I watched uh, Superman and Lois, the new uh-huh. CW show. Nice. 
Bone, let me tell you something. When I say CW show, you think what? Low budget, shitty writing, right? See, I used to think that, but not really anymore because they're kind of holding all of the DC TV shows on their back. So yeah. And my boyfriend loves Supergirl and Flash, so I can't really hate on it, I guess. And this Superman and Lois show, Uh the budget is way up. It looks shot like a fucking real movie almost like the first the pilot episode impressed the shit out of me man like i Mm -hmm. was blown away by the cinematography i'm like this can't be a cw show this is like a cable show this isn't some fucking freemium thing to watch with ads it's just for the pilot (laughs) the the budget dramatically honestly i saw the second episode the quality (laughs) held up but the writing didn't. So it's, it's gonna be like that Wonder Woman show pilot oh, that that fuck. got released, and there was there was like placeholder images and stuff. That's episode two. All the budget was in the first um, one. I I like it, but I'm I'm not ready. I'm not sold on it yet. Okay, that's fair. Uh, now, last night before I came here, I couldn't go to sleep. I before got home. Before he came. <laughs> Before he came home. Before fucking, he came here. <laughs> I watched Blade Runner, the final cut. Oh, God. Uh, which is an an almost two-hour movie. If you want to have a good discussion, we'll have to bring Leisurely Vinny on the show because he's very big on this. I really liked it. But the main character is an asshole. Yeah, for reasons that do appear. Right. There's I don't know do if you're going to cut this, but there's a fucking the rape scene. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay? And that shit was not comfortable. Yeah. No, they, they usually aren't, and they have to be done like, extremely carefully. Like, I'm not even going to get into, was it as bad as Irreversible, which you're, like, watching it, and it's, like, a fucking actual crime. But this was, like, this was hard to watch. I... Why would anybody root for this protagonist? Sorry, I'm getting flashbacks of Hills Have Eyes. Um, oh, fuck. That's a fucking hard one, Yeah, that's too. a pretty fucking intense one. Um, but yeah, no. Freaky Five. Freaky Five. <laughs> most <Rape> traumatic scenes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's not funny. Let's continue. <laughs> You're going to cut this shit. I don't know. I don't know. Let's keep going. Um, what? But so I watched that because shit, everyone has told me. Bro, you got to watch Blade Runner 2049. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. And I'm like, uh, I haven't even seen Blade Runner. What the fuck? You got to watch Blade Runner and then watch 2049. So I said, fuck it. Uh, HBO Max has both. So I saw the final cut. I was like, all right. I like the vibe. Holy fuck. That soundtrack. Oh, it's great. Fucking give me synthesizers all day, bro. So Blade Runner 2049. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Ryan Gosling, man. Fuck, he can act. Mm. And I think this is the first time I've seen him really act on his own. Uh, I still haven't seen Drive. Everyone has told me to watch Drive. I haven't seen it yet. Uh Um, But 2049, really amazing cinematography. Have you watched it? I have seen both films. Oh, you have? With Leisurely Vinny, and we've had discussions on it. Oh, fuck. Were those recorded for the podcast? No. In fact, we should have been recording a lot of these because we have a lot of conversations after watching movies together. It's great. But um, the thing is about about uh, I just called it cyberpunk. That's not right. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Uh, like 
the but original, I mean, it is cyberpunk before no, cyberpunk. Yeah, of yeah. course. But like the original and the the sequel, they're they're faithful films. Like the sequel is very well shot and it, it fits within its tone to the original. Dude, some of I those just, shots, I fucking love. I just find both films so boring. So well, I mean, so at their boring, bunking <laughs> at their crux. What are they? The first one's a murder investigation. No, okay, and the second one is a missing person. But ninety percent of the movie is Harrison Ford crouching and walking very slowly through empty hall rooms. And yes, it's atmospheric. It's not ninety yes, percent. I don't know. You're man. grossly overestimating that. Okay, I don't know. I felt no, like there's a that's, majority that's, of the films. That's both maybe. Of them do it. That's maybe. Some of the third act with the fight, quote unquote, it's, with Rooker Howard's character, Roy no, Blatty. That's my favorite part, actually. And I love but that's Rooker him Howard. doing that. The other parts are him looking at shit, getting drunk and having weird fucking dreams. But, but that's the thing. That's the noir element. And there's nothing wrong with noir. I'm just saying there's a lot of scenes where we're just downtime soaking in the atmosphere before we actually get there. And there's nothing wrong with that. It just doesn't really appeal to me super hard. However... The sequel did something interesting where they took a lot of the thematic elements in, in the scenery right. where in the original everything was very hot and steamy because it was like there was like a fucking miasma of heat in the background yeah, and fire and the, shit. The, the, the film opens again. This is me watching the final cut. I don't know what cut you watch. I, I watched just like yeah. four fucking There's a cuts. Shit ton. Yes, yes. I don't know why they need to have this many. But then you see in the opening, it's L.A. It's L.A. in 2019. It's not like that now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and there's just towers shooting up fireballs and shit because apparently they're just uh, heating towers for for building. Shit. Right. So what did they do in the sequel? Everything snowy and icy and cold. Right. They did everything in the sequel is a di- direct parallel to the original. And I noticed that when watching it, plus a story element that I can't say. Yeah, because it's a little reversed, spoilery. Is reversed from the original, if you right. know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very interesting in that regard. I actually find them very well shot, very well acted, amazing visuals, but I almost fell asleep in both of them. <laughs> I will say this, 2049 is an almost three-hour film. And they're long. Like, it's but long. But my problem was I was so into it, uh-huh. I didn't feel the three hours. That's fine. That's fine. But I was into it, but I'm I'm... I don't know. I was so what's going to happen here. Not not I wasn't sold on the story. I don't think the story is anything really to write home about if uh-huh. that makes sense. I was just so blown away by the cinematography. I fucking love the visuals of 2049. So here's a statement I made with Vinny. Okay. If Silent Hill needed a cinematography style of the 2049 is that style where it is that kind of pensive the 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 uh, main characters but also like the these area really looking. beautiful establishing shots right where you don't see shit clearly like when in mm. oh, fuck yeah this is gonna be fun <laughs> this is gonna that, be fun that time he goes to that other part of the city oh, or yeah. the other area good you see <laughs> nice that save buddy <laughs> like it's just so cloudy oh. you see these weird statues bro those. It looks so fucking cool. Uh-huh. It looks so visually impressive. And I wonder how much of that was green screen and how much was practical. I, I almost guarantee most of those props were practical. And then, mo- then the I horizon. Mean, they're and fucking shit. massive. Right, also, right. again, Ryan no, Gosling. Said, of course. Creme mm. de la creme. Fucking chef's kiss on that. <laughs> and lastly, 
I wasn't on last week's show, as you guys know. Uh-huh. And I listened to last week's almost three-hour fucking episode. Right, right. Of course. Holy shit, Bone King. What? What I do this what time? What a triple threat. Are you going to yell at me, too, for not amazingly no, no, no. sucking off listen, Breath of the Wild? I'm sorry. Okay. Listen, listen. Uh, as many people probably know... I don't care for Legend of Zelda. Right. Uh, I've tried three separate ways. I cannot get into that fucking game series. I don't know what it is. I tr- I've played, I've started Legend of Zelda 1 on the NES multiple times. Uh-huh. I really agree with your point. The top down just does not sit well with that fucking franchise. I mean, it works for a lot of people and I can't like, you know, disvalue their opinion and stuff. But at the same time, it's like, I, it just doesn't work for me. Uh, then I try, I bought Ocarina of time 3d for the 3ds. Uh, I fucking hate it. Well, all right. Shots fired. But let me, let me explain. I just couldn't get myself invested and I was playing like 20 minutes in and you have Navi continuing. Hey, listen, you got to go talk to the tree. You got to go talk to the tree. And I'm like, I don't give a your fuck about the tree. Your willpower is weak, child. I don't give a fuck about the tree. You must have your I want to get to the thing, get to the thing. And I just, I'm like, bro, I, I'd rather play Deadly Silence again. And Whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Was that a dig on Deadly Silence? The no. best RE1 port in existence? No, no. I said... Why would I spend time on a game that I don't care for? Okay, all right. Instead of a game that's actually bro, better. Bro, bro, bro. Save the fucking fists for fucking Eagle and Wolf. <laughs> Ooh. What is that? What? Shush. Tune in. Continue. <laughs> anyway. And then lastly, I bought a Switch for Breath of the Wild. I'm bored in Breath of the Wild. Uh-huh. It's dungeons, and you fight the same three or four enemies over and over again. Okay. And the dungeons are boring. Okay. Now, are you... Okay. Do you agree that they all the dungeons look similar? Yes, and they're okay, all that's fun- all I wanted. <laughs> and they all function the same way. I have to move the switch. I have to blow now, hold a on breath there. on the switch. Adrian, you've got to include the entire area and what leads up to that. You can't just anyway, I'm Fuck not gonna off. I'm not starting this uh, whole place. But did you know people have been commenting on my Facebook posts, uh-huh. which I wish they did it on Twitter. Yes. Uh, Nicholas uh, Uretic, I hope I pronounce your last name Oh, no, name we're right. butchering every name that comes uh, on this show. He gave us his tier list. Nice. Do you want to hear his tier list? Damn right I do. I read it, but let's hear it on the show. Let's do <laughs> okay, it. Okay, so his S ranks. Let's see if you agree with it. Uh-huh. A Link to the Pass, Breath sure. of the Wild, Wind Waker. Oh, yes. by the way, I have a Wii U installed Wind Waker on it. You so can... I'm going to announce this now, but... Oh, shit, he's not even here. Uh, Dr. Rude, he doesn't know that the Wii U exists. He wants to try the Wind Waker. Here, Wind Waker HD, I will lend you my Wii U. Fucking Game Daddy again. I will lend you my fucking Wii U so you can play his games. Uh, His A rank, Nicholas's A rank, is Link's Awakening and Ocarina of Time. I mean, the thing is, Ocarina of Time is like, I feel like as years go by, people appreciate the other games more because it feels like Ocarina is more basic, but there's nothing wrong with Ocarina of Time. So that's a good A rank. It's fine. B, Four Swords Adventure and the OG Legend of Zelda. Uh Uh-huh. Nice. C, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. I'm assuming uh, Nicholas is doing the same thing you guys did, which was D was like, it's dog shit. 
C, it's playable. B, it's good. Right. A is really good. S, oh my God. Immaculate. Yes. Yeah. Uh, C, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. D, Zelda to the Adventure of Link. Everyone shits on it. Everyone. I really want to know what's so bad about it. It's it's just because like, it became a platformer and people don't like that. And it's not very good with that either, but people like it too, so. But here's what's interesting. He never played, but he wants to, quote unquote, Skyward Sword, Majora's yeah, Mask. That's, that's the one. A Link Between Worlds and Twilight Princess. How do you f- look, bro? I'm sitting right next. I'm sorry, across. From your fucking Majora's Mask poster. Why, why are you mentioning my shrine? Your fucking shrine dedicated to shrine. a fucking game. I see the Hylian shield over there. Everyone has. They were just like, hey, do you think we could do a talking to your Zelda? I look at uh, like 25% of my studio. Uh, yeah, I think I could probably do an episode of that. How do you I, feel about somebody playing Ocarina but not playing Majora's Mask? Oh, my God. I'm absolutely furious. And he's whatever. I mean, like, honestly, rabble, rabble, I, rabble. I find it a little bit. Uh, disheartening because I don't know how to recommend playing Majora's Mask now. Wait, so you wouldn't recommend the 3D port on the 3DS? I know because the 3DS port takes out a lot of things and moves items around and removes gameplay features entirely. So I don't recommend it. Are you fucking serious? The Zora Swim is cut out of the game and is only available when you use magic and it sucks ass. The Stone Mask is now in the Pirate Fortress, the one place where you need to use it, so getting it midway in the dungeon is kind of fucking pointless. But whatever, like it's stuff like that and they just unnecessarily changed it. So if you do play it, um, there's, you know, these things, there's, there's some emus running around that that are possible if you if you can catch an emu I might recommend that but um beyond that like what this like I, it's not there's no virtual so, console bro I just thought of a question of the week huh which did it worse Majora's Mask 3D or Silent Hill HD collection no the answer to that is HD collection <laughs> there is not even well no. that just answered that question of the week episode <laughs> no no they didn't try rewriting the script for Majora's Mask no they weren't that insane no um, in any case but any I more think reasons? that is enough of my lengthy fucking reasons Jeez. I've been a busy bee good shit good shit I mean I like them uh, I'm some sorry of them, that I've done so many no it's okay I mean it's good you, you were in here for the previous show so you had to catch up all right, so here are my recents. Uh, we already said Tom and Jerry. I don't even need to go super much into that, except that. Well, give me your score. I said three, four. I the thing is, it's very much like a five or a six. It's very lukewarm. It's not anything super extravagant. I'm, I'm glad that we kind of can see that it. It's okay. I don't want to shit on it like to the point where it's the fucking worst film of all time. I just want to say that I didn't enjoy it. Well, here's the thing. But though. you did. But here's the thing, though. It, I feel like it wasn't for me, and I'm not going to get the most out of it. As a Tom and Jerry yeah, fan. Yeah, probably me growing, too. Probably me too. Yeah. But as a Tom and Jerry fan growing up, I saw things I recognized. I saw the characters like in the medium, and they looked like they fit there. They did a good job animating them in and shading it. It didn't feel half-assed. Yeah, the human characters were boring, but I mean, it's like a fucking Godzilla movie. It's like, you don't pay attention to the human characters, you know what I mean? So it's like, I appreciate the effort to have sort of a sly, witty character as morally bankrupt as she is in some scenes. It was all right. So I, it's like a five or a six. I would show okay, it to a kid. Okay, but she was like, like a legit more. human Jerry sometimes. Yes. That, that's <laughs> the thing. And Jer- Jerry's extra cruel in this one. And he's always been kind of a douchebag, but like... It's interesting. 
All right, moving on. Uh, next thing, WandaVision. Well, we're going to be talking about that later whenever Dr. Rude decides to show his face. Uh, all right, so moving on to games. All right, so this is where, where I have to put the book down and start talking. So I finished Rule of Rose. Did you like the ending? Yes. I like the question there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because All right, so this game... I've already mentioned on the show multiple times what it is, and I'm not going to sit here and explain the whole nine yards, but I really appreciate the fact it does not baby its its audience. It does not hold your hand on what this, what's happening in the story. You have to figure it out. It gives you clues around, along the way. You know that thing that Dark Souls invented? Environmental storytelling? How it invented it for gaming? The PS2 era was doing this shit super hard. Mm -hmm. And even, I'd argue, like, you look at Resident Evil 3 and you're in the clock tower and there's the the guy, the soldier in the corner with the, the lady. Looks like he died trying to protect her. That's fucking environmental storytelling. So... I live for that shit, and this game is oops all environmental storytelling. Mm. So, like, the most random thing you examine will have, like, a lengthy description on how she feels about it. Mm -hmm. And and this is the kind of game where you, you get through all the stages, and then there's an area that I'm not going to get into, but you feel like, whoa, okay, hold on. This is the area to replay once you've beaten the game once. Because you're, you're being thrown a lot of information that you're supposed to be connecting. And I'm streaming it, so I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and connect all these things live on stream. So I'll do this shit on my own. But the story is very, very well done. Like, all right, I'm not going to reveal anything, but it's essentially, uh, oh gosh, devotion. Um... Oh my god, I'm trying to not spoil things. Yeah, not gonna lie, uh Jared of Avalanche Reviews did his like Resident Evil clones list. And right. Rule of Rose. So is what do there. you know about it? Yeah. And he showed gameplay. I unfortunately haven't seen your stream because I work on the weekends. When it's you okay. Stream. That's all right. Uh, I can't wait to see it on your YouTube channel that you've forgotten about. It, it's not <laughs> that I forgot about it. It's that I work and I'm trying to edit. But they, I also have my VODs. Uh, also, I'm getting that looked at. No, I'm kidding. Video VODs, on demand? Yeah, on, on Twitch. So no shit. If it, it stays up for 30 days after my my. So I guess I'll, that's what I'll do on the way home today. If you're is, interested in it. No, I want to see no you editing. scream about that second boss that made you want to quit the game. That is part two. And no, it did not make me want to quit the game. I just understood why people <laughs> did. And that's not even the part that made me want to quit. What made me want to quit the is... The mermaid kids. Yeah, but you know what? Hold on. Now that you, you will understand this. It's a survival horror game where all the enemies respawn. So the ghost from Silent Hill 4. Right, but no, every enemy. So not even just the ghosts, everything. The nurses, the fucking gumhead things, everything respawns. Whenever you leave a room and come back, it is fucking hard with that shit. I hate that. But in any case, the story is told very solemnly. Uh, it has, all right, it has an underage romance between two characters in the orphanage, and it's a lesbian romance, which is, is way one of them your time. main character. I can't get into who's in the oh. romance whatsoever. Is it what's got it? Yeah, I can't get into the the characters involved, but I will say that it, it does it in a very well done manner. Except towards the end, it makes it seem like they're gay people are very spiteful and i don't know it's, it's a very interesting thing to do cue the excuse it was a different time yeah yeah but it 
it covers a lot of interesting topics. Right. There, there, there is, as I said, underage uh, lesbian romance. There's uh, topics of gender identity, um, and it does all these things in a beautiful like I, atmosphere. I, I will say though, because of it's a girl with her dog, and the way it kind of looks, you do get haunting ground vibes. Oh yeah, and they were made around the same time too, so it's <laughs> like it, everyone always associates the two. And I don't know if I ever told you, but if I ever can get two more dogs, guess what? They're getting named. <laughs> Brown and Huey, I've already decided. Those are my names. But um, I, I, I'm trying to dance around the actual twist of the game. But the game is all about empathy. And when you encounter the lack of it, how much you seek it, I guess, in that regard. But it's more, the game is, with what you're telling me now, it's more Silent Hill than Resi. It, you know what? Yeah, kind of. If the if the Rose Orphanage like was in Silent Hill, I'd believe it because it's all about the character confronting themselves and a lot of the, and, and I get it that you could put the cult in there if you wanted from the originals. I'm just saying I really, really enjoyed the element of the character persevering through her life. Mm-hmm. I can't go into more. All right, all right. I'll I watch it for myself. More. I'll watch it for myself. And we'll talk about it. And if uh, anyone wants the, me to go into detail, what's the other game? And you better do something about that cough. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I I feel like I know when I'm editing this episode, I'm gonna be like, you asshole, you didn't mention X from Rule of Rose or Y from Rule of Rose. But you can't spoil. I can't spoil. But can I tell you that the way that the, it handles its story mm-hmm. is so expertly done with such subtlety. I really appreciated it. Okay. Yeah, I, I understand. Okay. Sorry. Uh, maybe we'll do a special. Can we do a special on Rule of Rose? I'll try. Like, all you have to do is watch my Let's Play. You don't have to play. Okay, it. I'll watch your Let's Play. Okay. I don't want to play it. Because I, I want to talk about a lot of that game and how it does it. Okay. All right, I'll watch your on. Let's Play and that'll be that. We'll think about it. Yes. That is on the table. Anyway, so Fuck the next another game. Another show concepts. I know. We're full of them. Absolutely full of them. We're also full of something else. Anyway, here's the other game I played. So I played Octopath Traveler as I was editing. Yeah, you mentioned this also on the on the uh episode 80 like you Mm. talked about it a little bit yeah like i was testing it out and i was like oh this is interesting but here's the thing though that kind of irks me about it my bone butt if you will like it's cool that it's like a traditional turn-based rpg that's cool whatever you know that's fun there's you know extra gameplay mechanics like the bp mode where you get extra hits if you save up that's cool however the way that it tells its story is not how i expected it to be janky so kind of so what it, it it's called Octopath Traveler because you pick the initial character and that initial character runs into everybody else. So yeah, but everything I've seen it looks like an old school Final Fantasy. Right, and that's what makes me think it's like oh so like in normal RPGs like in regular RPGs there's one character who goes around and finds everyone, but this time you pick the perspective that you start with. And I'm like, well, that's a pretty cool concept, right? Now, here's how they absolutely hamper that. So what it is is that basically they wrote eight different protagonists, each with their own separate campaigns, and they don't intersect at all. So instead of, like, the main character running into all these characters and these characters, like, having dialogue with each other and referencing the plot as it's happening, no. What it is is that... 
like, let's say I pick the thief, right? And I see the thief's prologue chapter, and that's all cool. I do chapter one of the thief. So I go and find the warrior. So I find the warrior, and I do chapter one of his. And all it is is if I was, I picked him first. The thief never interacts with anything in his story. The cutscenes that happen, it asks you. It's like, would you like to see the beginnings of his quest? And it's like, so would you, basically what you're asking me is, would I like to restart the game and watch the intro through the warrior's perspective now that I'm already done watching the thieves? Like, I say no, and it basically just that's, plops me in there. That sounds really badly paced. So the characters show up in combat in their chapter, but they never do anything in the story. So basically, you're doing eight separate stories that never intersect, but the characters are just kind of there, and then they disappear. And it feels really inconsistent. So, like, it, it's You weird. know Captain N loves that game. It's just very strange because it's like you you highlight this feature. The name of the game is Octopath Traveler, implying it has some sort of, you know, intertwining. Path. Yeah, and it's not that at all. It's that it, there's a straight path and you choose when to derail completely and experience an entirely other campaign without mm. any association of the two. Uh, it sounds like you and Captain N need to trade some words again. I don't know why that's how it's telling its story, but it feels like the lack of a feature rather than a highlight. It's like, hey, in, in uh, you know, you know, this game has gotten quite a bit of praise. Yeah, I mean, enjoy, enjoy this branching system with multiple characters and choose where the, the path begins and where they end. No, it's just eight different small RPGs that you choose to like import a character from the previous one. It's kind of awkward. But it's cool how they each have their own abilities that they could do on the world map. So I think it's really funny because, like, you know, the thief can steal. Cool. And there's a percentage chance of whether or not you succeed. Whatever. That's that's normal thief stuff. Now, then you have the merchant, who's by far the best character in the fucking game so far. Because she can steal, but pay for it earnestly. Oh, it's a she? Yeah. And she just basically goes, hey, like... I want that. Uh, like, how much are you willing to give for that? And you can just buy it and don't even have to worry about the steal method. And usually they're really good prices, way less than anything in the store. So there's that. Plus, she has the random ability to like, you know, when you're playing Dark Souls and there's an enemy like bloodstain on the ground, not enemy, um, a previous player bloodstain from someone yeah. else that died. She could just find them randomly and get money like, oh, she found 219 bucks just randomly on the floor. And she's she's got crazy abilities, man. It's a little out of control. She also has the ability to share BP that no one else has. So you can share her. Like, it's like limit breaking for someone else. <laughs> it's really awkward. I love her. But there's that. And then you get the weird ones. So you have there's a cleric that I have where she can guide people. And what it is is that basically you go, may the shepherd have their, their mind upon thee. And they go, well, fuck this. I'm with you now. And you get an extra party member, essentially. From an enemy? From a townsperson. Oh. An NPC. Pretty much anyone you can talk to, you can say, yep, you're coming with me now. Oh, that's a little Jedi. It's really interesting. Yeah, kind of. Like, you will come with me now. <laughs> Yeah. I will come with you now. What I guess fuck? I'm And the best thing is you find the most quirkiest characters. They're the strongest. So find the, the dung smith, the guy that handles the poo. And he, he does crazy poison damage and he's amazing. But <laughs> then here's the weirdest one that I think is very interesting. There's the warrior and he's a duelist. So his whole thing is like you can duel random NPCs. 
just random, just, like challenge them to a duel. This is the same people that you can have take with you as a party member. Okay. With okay. with the cleric. Okay. So and you, the order you you can't do this one first because of what I'm about to say. You beat the shit out of them. You beat the ever loving shit out of these NPCs, and they are passed out on the ground, and they're thankful that they, you beat their ass. They're like, "Wow, you what, really showed me how weak I am." What BDSM bullshit is this? I don't know, but I find it hysterical that I can go into town and be like, "You, you're coming with me," and you, I'm beating the shit out of you. And it's like, "Oh no, he's back!" <laughs> so, Tell me more, Octo Daddy. Yeah, Octo Daddy. <laughs> oh, hashtag Octo Daddy. Um, but yeah, no, so I just think, and he is kind of, he is the defense daddy of that game, by the way, because he has the highest defense stat, and he has the most HP. Hashtag defense dad. I'm just saying, and I, I just think it's really weird. <laughs> it's such a weird ability. There's an old lady I passed by, and it's like, you, the flame guides thee, and she's like, well, I don't know what I could do for you, but I suppose I'll try, <laughs> and it's like, oh no. She like beats like a fucking basilisk with a cane. Put her in calm. <laughs> Actually, she was an archer. So, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. She was actually pretty good. Anyway, so that's my uh, my recents, and I think that's the end of my recents. So uh, until Doctor Rude comes back, hey, wait. I think. You did you check the weather channel? It's raining. Men? No. <laughs> I like I like how I was gonna go blood, and then you went men. <laughs> there's two kinds of people, folks. There's Slayer, and there's the Weather Girls. <laughs> Straight man. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Well, look oh. who decided to waltz on in. I'm sorry. Okay, there was a baby. I needed its candy. Okay. But, but what do you think wow. this is? You're like, you don't I even respect our time here. We're trying to record a show, trying to seem somewhat professional. Now okay, let me get on my soapbox. The Society of Evil has some very specific quotas. Okay. <laughs> okay, but uh -huh, uh -huh. he stole candy from a baby. That's man. not what's important right now. What's important That's not right what's now important. is he didn't make his daily attendance. That baby was racist. <gasps> Okay, well, this is a very, very deep story. But anyway, uh, we just so, happened to finish our recents. So, I oh. mean, do you want to just tag in with what you got? or Sure. Yeah, I can do that. Well, it's funny because on Facebook, uh, the dude here was talking about uh, Jason X. Jason yeah. X? So I rewatched that last night. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, it's no. so bad, it's good. No, no, it's, I, I, I'm, not even gonna, I'm not even gonna qualify it. It is good. Especially if you look at it through the lens mm -hmm. of a parody. Because oh. if you do, it is a genius parody of several genres. Yeah. Truly. Like Space Marine shit. You got the horror uh -huh. shit. Wow. Just action movies in general across the board. Horror movies in general. And then more specific genre based, like I said, the the the, the killer genre. The sp like you said, the, the space combat genre. genre. Yeah. yeah, the slasher it genre. It is sorry. the cabin <laughs> yeah. of the in the woods of its time. But I see, think it's the accidental cabin in the woods. It's exactly what it but is. But see, that's that's the distinct comparison here. See, because I, I agree, because it's obvious that it's supposed to be a parody. It got very self-aware, yeah. and that was part of its own writing. Exactly. However, it just kind of puts it out there very, like, ham-fistedly, like, look, we're kind of... Uh, homaging another thing. That's the thing. Whereas Cabin in the Woods took that and sure. wrote it into the narrative. Absolutely. So like, I, I I like Jason X in that campy way, but there's yeah. also I can't say it's no, no, a no. good movie. The, the movie doesn't. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I will say it's a it's a good movie, but it doesn't deserve credit for being a good movie. 
Okay, like, all, right, it, all right. It like it's a good movie. Like it stole the final exam questions. <laughs> like, no, like, it doesn't deserve graduation. No, it's like it accidentally cured cancer. Like it didn't. <laughs> oh, what? Okay, wow. I don't know. No, all right, all right. I mean, in terms the second of like, coming of Jason here. Oh, I no. got it. I got it. So it was trying to cure high blood pressure. Instead, creates Viagra. No, there not, you go. Yeah. No, well, not we love premarital. It was sex. trying to showing. It was trying to fucking inflate its tires and somehow cured cancer. Because it's just that's what I'm trying. I think I think I'm you're undervaluing the the effectiveness of curing cancer. Unfortunately, no. My point is what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't deserve credit for being as good as it is because it is that good on accident. That's okay. It doesn't deserve also, right. the you know, laughs again. Not going to lie, since we're admins of Fan Freaks, there hasn't been enough Nano Jason verses. I agree. That is some, like, good versus... Uh, yeah. Mm-mm. What's what's the proper word for it? There's there's a good Content. foundation meat. to be... <laughs> He's a good combatant? <laughs> some good know. versus yeah, I mean, meat. Yeah, think about it. Like, who would you want to face against that uh any teenage girl oh fuck (laughs) isn't that good (laughs) also because i have a problem finishing games or just playing one game at a time uh because as you guys know i'm playing ghosts i'm also playing doom eternal Uh and i also started hades yes yes, oh you started hades (laughs) on what on what the switch the switch yeah yeah, yeah. all right you've heard it here first dr rude has a problem with finishing that's right don't worry (laughs) you are not alone watchmen at least i don't at least i don't finish too quickly (laughs) oh hey all right that's actually a way better comparison very good job that is true i look how long it took me to finish watchmen i can make it last all month and then uh, (laughs) and then yeah i um other than that it's just my usual lots Uh of hunt Nice. Some doom eternal oh, sprinkled. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whenever this, you guys it, all this leave is a me weird cake. Whenever you guys all leave me playing hunt, I go and top on doom. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm oh, always, you mean you mean me yeah, leave you playing? Yeah, I was going to say I don't recall doing this. You've just always left me cuz you've never been on. I've never arrived. Yeah. Who's to say I even exist? Um I'm on your yeah, head. Yeah, I'm I actually a- liked uh <laughs> last la- last week's show the talking to your Zelda thing and he's like Oh, so you had five kills, but like 30 deaths? And it's like, you could tell this dude never played. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't play matchmaking. I'm a single player kind of guy. What do you want from me? But, so uh, play with us. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> we want you to be our friend, George. I, I, don't, I don't understand what you're saying. It doesn't make sense. What? Uh, uh, your Dr. favorite Rude. thing is super best yeah. friends, and you don't play with your friends. And look where Why they are Why can't you emulate now? what you want? Look where they are hey, now. Hey, hey. I'm not done. Uh-huh. 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 Uh cuz I'm still sh- I'm still living through my shame of finishing Glee. Okay. Um and also uh I finished Supernatural. You, you, but you did finish it. So Supernatural I did. Glee yeah. I have not yet. For so, the what, 60th time you said? What do you think? Uh I was right. What do you mean you were right? I just made a certain prediction about and I mean I made this prediction years ago about how the show would end. And I was pretty specific, and I was right. And mm-hmm. I'm very happy about that. They get I high, uh, blood pressure. made a similar prediction. It's just th- not the order, but I thought... Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I know. No, I, I mouthed I, it. I, that way you don't have to cut it out. Yeah, uh, there you go. He's figuring out the audio medium. I, uh, one step at a time. No, I, 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 we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have a whole car ride home. And yeah. That that's just about it. 
I uh, yeah, uh, that that's my reasons. Alrighty, so honestly, this... Jason X is my highlight there though. Like I, I love that movie so much. Yeah. So that good. that's the one with the sleeping bag scene, correct? Yeah. Yeah. The where yeah. he's we in the VR. love premarital sex. Uh huh. It, it's pretty fucking. And he a fucking. This is actually the second time I talk about a Jason X because we talked about it in my favorite kills episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was one of my favorite kills. Because, yeah, no, it's definitely one of the more, like, you take one of Jason's, like, settings and you make it into a kill yeah. in its own right. And exactly. It's, it's comical, though, and See, it wouldn't fit in any other movie. I that's struggle why. with whether or not that counts as a kill because he doesn't technically kill anybody. He it's just a hologram. It's an AI. A hologram. Yeah. But, but, you know. And you still visualize it. It's still, oh, like, something. I'm so sorry, guys. I have to take this call. This is my real estate agent. Uh, I need to talk to him about a waterfall for a new layer in North Carolina. Just, I'll be right back. How what? fucking unprofessional. He says he, he takes a long time to finish, but easy come, easy go is what I'm saying. I mean, well, I, I mean, he's not going to miss, but I don't have any news. Does it, he I'm sorry. Like, but this is super unprofessional. Does not respect my weather. Honestly, like I was trying <laughs> to dry some stuff out on the clothing line. And then he walks in with his storm cloud, just wrecks all my shit. I don't know. I'm I'm drenched in more ways than one right now. In any case, I have news. <laughs> <laughs> At least one of us does. Yes, and uh, it's not really. Um, I mean, it's not like a. Well, I think it's big news to me. That's oh, the thing, and okay. I think it might it's be dead by daylight. No, no, we already covered that. <laughs> we already covered the Joker being added, which I really feel like they meant to like add Jared Leto's Joker, but they were like, but we can also rope in the K-pop fans. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, someone made a really good point, by the way. The what? design of the trickster kind of is uh, inconsistent because all the killers are undead in some way, and he's fleshy as fuck. Like he's not gray at all. And when you're when you're dead in Dead by Daylight, you're all grayed out and yeah. like, you look like a zombie almost. And I think they could fix that really easily because he just looks like a survivor right now. But regardless, it works. How dare you distract me with Dead by Daylight news, you dingus? You know <laughs> oh, just like how it's to my do it. fault. Make me fucking hide in this, 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 whatever the fuck. What's your fucking news, bud? Okay, so here's the big news for us. Um, so Resident Evil mods have always been a thing, right? They're okay, but now we have now reached a new world, a new dawn, a new tomorrow of Resident Evil mods. So there is this gentleman, at least gentleman or lady. I, I mean, I'm I'm assuming gentleman, of course, named uh, Aradine Aradine. Um, and basically what they're doing is, and they're on Twitter, by the way, they're called classic resident evil mods on Twitter. That's, that's their name. That's a good Twitter handle. Resident if you're going to on Twitter and on YouTube. So basically I'm, I'm hyping this up cause I want to make sure I get it right. They have been making mods for the OG, uh, resident evil one, two, and three for a while now. Oh, did they do the HD, uh, mods for one, two, and three? No, they were. I actually, I don't know if they were part of the seamless project, but that's a good question because that that's another one. That's a great fucking mod project. But no, because I saw your. I keep cutting. No, up. no, by all means. The Resi Three OG uh, playthrough you did, you played with the HD mod, and it looked really good. Would, oh my god, it's fantastic! And like every now and then, I'd stop and be like, "Holy shit, that said that the whole time." Also, I love the inventory screen in in the HD mod. Yes. Oh, oh, my God. It looks so good. So, I, I, because they upscaled everything and it's gorgeous. Yeah. I never realized that in Blackjack's bar, Blackjack's bar, we bar Blackjack. Bar Blackjack's bar, um, on the top of the, the door frame, it says, This too shall pass. Never noticed that. 
Wow. And dude. now I want that as a fucking tattoo so bad. Because I love it. It's like it's very optimistic in a strangely pessimistic area. Yeah. I, I, I like it. It's weird. Anyway, moving on. So basically this person, Adon, Adon, uh, at Classic RE Mods on Twitter, um, has made mods for RE1, which include the Barry mod, which basically rewrites the campaign to tell the perspective from Barry's perspective of RE1, no including shit. new cutscenes. New cutscenes? Yes. I mean, I don't know if they're voiced. I don't think they're voiced, obviously. But there's new cutscenes of basically like, what? oh, of someone talking to Barry uh, and stuff. So, you know, fun. Um, and then another one would be the Ada mod as well. For We're, two? For one. One? So it's, it, it, what, what I love about Aiden's mods is they're all lore friendly. So this apparently tells the story of when Ada was courting John at the fucking Spencer Mansion. Oh, So you wow. get to see the Spencer Mansion oh. as it's fucking going like under. Like normal. Yes. Holy fuck, dude. I, I know, I know, I know. And I, I'm trying Are you going to play these? Of course I am. I'm trying to find the, the best time to do it. But like... Um, you should do it after Easter. After Easter, you think so? Yeah, that way it's a rebirth of the OG. <laughs> okay, you know what? That's actually a really fucking good time. I'm trying to th remember if Aiden Aiden is the same person who did this one. Lead writer Burton, Frank, Barrett Sparta. Nope, this is a completely different team. So um, I'm going to get to that because I thought this was related, but I can't do that. I'll stay on Aiden. So there's also the Hunter mod. Yeah, her everybody's talked about that one. So he made that too. Oh, yeah, nice. where you play as a hunter through RE1, which is amazing. Um, and then here's the big one. So after making all of these mods of inserting the character in pre-existing environments, he's decided to take something big and do a big one. He's remaking Resident Evil Gaiden. Fuck you. Into a 3D classic PS1 Resident Evil game. I've seen screens. I've seen footage. Cue the death grips. I've seen footage, like seriously. How does it look? It looks amazing. The, no, he redid Barry's no, character Gaiden model. No, because is fucking terrible. But it, it's on the ship. It, he he did uh, Barry, Leon, and I, oh Lucas, Luca, Luca, the kid. He's already done the three there, and he's just basically mapping it all out already. What a fucking genius person this person is. We have reached a new level of modding. Like, Actually, there's a mod for uh, for Kevin in Resi 3. That's the thing I mentioned right here before ah, the storm. I saw that one. Yes. So I love that mod. During this Resident Evil during the storm, which is not made by Adon, which I thought it was. This is made by Res, Res Evil Nemesis, the director and his whole team. Um, you know, props to them, which aims to tell the story of the downfall of Raccoon City. You go to the Raccoon City Police Department as as their civilians. Actually, I've seen screens. You walk the streets. No, of I saw gameplay. Oh. You actually interact with civilians. Yeah, I saw screens of them. Like, what the fuck? These are actual people on the streets of Raccoon. And you actually have like choices like it's a weird RPG because Kevin goes home uh, and it has Kevin, which is. Yeah, yeah, you have to take a shower if you don't. People don't want to get near you because you smell. That's amazing. <laughs> like, Holy I'm, shit. Oh, and you have to change clothes. So you're in like civilian clothes, but 
they cleaned up Resi 3. That's the thing. And then you go to the RPD and you have people there at the RPD just yeah. talking. Marvin tells Kevin what to do. I I think it's absolutely incredible that we could essentially, as fans, create Resident Evil games. Like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the day we get Outbreak. Like a fan outbreak. Bro, there's so much fucking cut content for File 3. You could probably already do it. Yeah. And people already are trying, I'm sure. But I'm just saying, like. I mean, but this isn't. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to shit on this. This is great. I love this type of shit. Mm. But we're eventually going to get a fully made 1.5. Yes. Yes. Fuck, man. Well, well, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, you brought up the hook, man. Wait, 1.5 is fully made. What do you mean? No, I mean like from beginning to end, you could play a whole game of one point five. That I thought, I thought it ends at a certain point. No, you could fully play. You it? can finish it. The thing is, you have to use something called the ma- uh, magic zombie door because there are some doors that are inactive, so you have to teleport to the right location. But yeah, buddy, that story's done. <laughs> Why haven't you played it? Because I'm trying to find the best time and I want to do all of them in a fucking row. Do the Ada mod, the Berries mod, during, uh, oh, before the Oh, you want to do Canonical? I, dude, oh my God. That'd be pretty interesting. I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to start with Ada's mod. That's the one that makes yeah. the most sense. That starts there. Before the outbreak. Oh my God, they're getting me started. So one more thing about the uh, Adon Resident Evil mods. Mm-hmm. I actually spoke to Adon on Twitter. No shit. Way, way earlier on. Um, and I don't know if they remember me at all. And I'm kind of hoping in some bizarre world that I'll be heard in some way. But they were talking about adding voice acting to the games, right? To the <gasps> mods. And I'm like, bro, all, all I ever like to do is do my Leon voice. And I would love to do it for your game. But I didn't do that, obviously. But like... I, I love doing Resident Evil voice acting. If you ever need a voice actor, I will do this shit for free. And he's like, yeah, I'll keep you in mind. I haven't heard since, but I mean, hey, I mean, we're, here's he's hoping. Just, this person's just doing Gaiden now, right? Right, right. I'm, I'm so... Just get on that. I'm get on, on Twitter. Hey, I'm yep. here. I'm following I'm him ready, on Twitter. I'm ready, willing, and able, bro. I'm waiting for the casting call if there ever is one, but I'm just saying, in some bizarre world, uh, you know, remember You gotta me. fix up that demo reel. That's right. So everyone tweet. Okay. <laughs> fucking, who the tweet fuck is this? Tweet at Adon. Stop what? this. Stop fucking No, classic tweeting. Resident Evil mods, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But tell, Tweet at classic Resident Evil mods. But make it like, okay, but hold on. But make it like a, hey, Adon, uh, I just noticed how um great your mods are. By the way, Bone King would be great. I don't know. I don't know. But we're not going to even get there. I don't want to fucking, <laughs> fucking bribe people. But I will say, though, um, and another part of the news, that's, that's it for my Resident Evil news, by the way. Um, but the other news that I have is that the next stream that I'm going to be doing, the next game that I'm going to be streaming, is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Finally. Yes. So, I I mean... Much to of, his chagrin. I'm nervous because it's going to literally be me bitching the entire time. But this is what you wanted. You literally asked for this. I did. I gave money for this. You literally paid for this. You bought this. Enjoy your lap dance of bitching. Do you understand? Dude, but Bone King. Slip that materia in my thong. Bitching is like 60% of the best fun to have. I guess. I guess. I'm just saying uh, there's there's going to be so much people. I know it's going to be like, hey, you're playing Final Fantasy VII Remake for the first time. How are you liking it? I fucking hate it. Left the chat. (laughs) Just, Just try to have an open mind. I will definitely try. 
But once my mind is open, you know how hard it is to close it back up and right. shut it up because it's going to be talking and thinking of all sorts of things. I can't wait till you fucking say it all at the end of it. Jesus Christ. Because you know it's one of Jim Sterling's favorite games, right? Uh, good, uh, good for them. Honestly, I, I honestly can't. I don't know yet. I have to play it, obviously. But I just know, just looking at it, how try hard it is and the things it does. Ah, all right, whatever, whatever. We'll we'll try it out. What could go wrong? Sorry about that, guys. Sorry. Oh, fucking unprofessional. This is like. Hey, hey, again. The Association of Evil has, you know, Society of Evil. I'm sorry, has some very strict rules about your layer, and it turns out my current layer is not good enough. Turns out having a front that's a, a flower shop as a front. Does not is not is not good enough. You need to have either a waterfall, oh a volcano, god. or a tower. Go figure. Oh my god! All right. Well, look. You I know have all three. we got plenty of meat here, but we're not a drive-through. What money. about a okay. lava waterfall? A lava fall. That's that, fine. I think that, that I, would. Take I think out that qualifies. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Why so, not go ahead and take a dip? I'm See sorry, <laughs> but this means that next week I'm not going to be with you guys. <gasps> None. I have to go inspect. I have to go look behind some waterfalls. See if I can fit a car in there. So as the is it a flying car? Yes. Nice. I'm. I. You know. I wish you luck on your journey. But the great uh, gospels once said, "Don't go chasing waterfalls." So I, you know, I would advise <laughs> against it. But if you're gonna be doing it, you know, have some TLC with you. Good luck. Don't go chasing. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, we were just doing our news. So uh, what you got? Uh, you think you got any news for us or something? Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, we got uh, some casting for a Powerpuff Girls movie. I Who hope animated. This? Is it live action? I think so. Oh, dear. That's... Oh, we're going full Dora the Explorer over here. No, but here's the problem, though, with here's a live action. No, but there, there's a weird thing because it is within its own lore that the Powerpuff Girls are deformed. Like they're because well, of the hand. Yeah, they, they know. Ma they make and they make jokes about it. Yeah, they specifically mention that they don't have fingers and like they they have huge eyes that encompass like eighty percent of their face. Like they they make fun of the art style. So how the fuck is that gonna work in as like long, a realistic? As medium? long as the Powerpuff Girls do not twerk, I'm fine. <laughs> but you know what we're getting, right, Doctor Rune? What do you mean? Just like the Looney Tunes movie, we're gonna have hyper realism. They're gonna like have like super huge real eyes, and it's gonna be really fucking. No, weird. I think they're just gonna look like regular ass people, my dude. We'll <laughs> just see. We'll just fucking see, won't we? But yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the actress who's playing Bubbles. I don't. I'm no, I don't recognize her from anywhere. The fact that's not Tara Strong already kind of. But whatever. Oh no, not Bubbles. I'm sorry, Buttercup is what I meant. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, well, no, because they're young. Like the the girls they've chosen. I know. I just think it's weird to do a live action, but whatever. I guess that's I agree. The point. Yeah. So we have Dove Cameron playing Bubbles. Who the fuck? She was on Agents of Shield. Who? Don't you know Dove Cameron if you of Agents of Shield? If you looked her up, you'd probably recognize her. Just a pretty blonde girl. Got it. Uh, and then also from Agents of Shield, Chloe Bennett is playing Blossom. Oh, that's actually good. Yeah. I'm 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 on board with that one. So I like that one a lot. So two Marvel alumni. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And this is. is a Warner Brothers movie, ain't it? Because uh, Cartoon Network I think so. is owned by Warner. Is it? 
Yeah, it's hmm. part of their HBO Max thing. And that's not Disney or anything, right? I don't think so. No. So, no. no I mean, that's interesting that uh, Warner's like, hey, let's go over here to the Disney pile. They're not doing anything with these actors. It's called so. Crossovers of the Century. Thank you. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Was this when oh, we got no, discovered? I'm, I'm way less excited now. Why? Who's Mojo Jojo? No, it's not It's not a movie. It's a TV show. Oh. On the CW. Well, col- color me uninterested. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, guys, I don't know. Oh, that's... Because the CW has been pulling its weight with superhero shit in terms of TV shows. Mm. And the Power of Girls are oh, superheroes. No, sure. So, like, who's to say we they We did can? Batman versus... Pa- or Superman versus the Power of Girls on Fan Freaks as a debate. Jesus we Christ. did. Yeah. I don't remember that one. Oh yeah, but they're like three mini supermen, basically. You know what I mean? Supermans. In any case, I mean, we'll look forward to that. I mean, I we'll just want to know how I can audition to play Professor Utonium <laughs> or him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd love to play him. Oh my God! If only we could just like encapsulate Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror you, Picture Show and have him be him. Fucking put for Mojo Jojo, Andy Circus, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage would be really good. Nicholas Cage. This, I love how Cage has become your go-to. I know. When I I'm can't so think, down. When I can't think of someone, I just go immediately to him. Why not? And he fits mostly anything if you try. Listen, Nicholas, they want you to play Superman. No, also, don't hold on. They want you to play Superman's cat. I love it. I, love I, wanna, it. I wanna do it. I need to play crypto too. Otherwise I'm not doing this. I'll walk. <laughs> get Jerry Bruckheimer on the phone. I'll walk. I get it. Also, anyway. by any chance, George, did you try to rewatch Tom and Jerry at any point this week? Did you not like it? Did you see it? No, I'm asking because if you would have tried to rewatch Tom and Jerry this week, you would have instead been greeted to the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Wait, what? <laughs> it accidentally leaked. HBO done fucked up. And Wait, what? Go. I'm sorry. Continue. HBO fucked up. Apparently, while they recently like put uh, Justice League live on their on their servers. Uh-huh. But somebody on the back end accidentally rerouted the portal for Tom and Jerry to play Justice League instead. And it was like that for like a whole day. Oh jeez. So some people have already seen the Snyder cut way ahead of release. I I mean not way ahead. It's coming out in like a week, but still. Yeah, no, some... but like just imagine like all right, all right, kids, we're gonna watch Tom and Jerry and then Snyder cut yeah. of just like Are you a man, Batman? Yeah. Rated R. We live in a society, Batman. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. The fact that kids. Joker said that. That's kind of funny that I recommended it and imagine the people that were like, I'll watch Tom and Jerry from Bone King's recommendation. What the fuck? Uh-huh. This is why you listen to my recommendations, folk. Uh-huh, just yeah. saying. And then this is just like, I don't know, this isn't even really news. It's just a little excerpt of news. Mm-hmm. Is that Tom Holland said that this Spider-Man movie is the hardest movie he's ever done. And I I'll don't bet know what that's What? I'll bet it is. Sure. I just want to know what he means by that. Like, really, really. Like, I want to know, like... Was he ta- Was it like physically demanding? Haha. Or was it like, mm. I don't know, maybe there's some emotional something that's going to happen. I don't know. It's an interesting thing for an actor to say while promoting the movie. He's or it could die. just be PR to just hype up the third one. I mean, one. it could be. Well, that's what he saw. He saw about the, th- the third one. Right. Yeah. It's just hype I, up the third one. It could be, but I just I want to know what he was like, what was going through his mind when he said it. That's all. All right. Well, this aside, <laughs> do you have any other news? No, or? that is it. I'm done. 
Alrighty, so uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to do our reaction review of WandaVision. Uh, yeah, so look forward to that. You're listening to the Bad Freaks Podcast. Make sure to check us out on the Facebook at F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S. Yes, hello there, everyone. Let me tell you guys something. Before I found my wife, I thought I was incomplete, but now that I have her, I'm finished. <laughs> God. Was that some Rodney Dangerfield? I was I was just about to say I was like it was supposed to be 1930s, not Rodney Dangerfield. No, like, what no, the fuck? no, no. That's uh, that's actually 1930s, 1940s comic. Uh, let me tell you, my wife, she's a real battle axe. Jesus Christ, you're perfect for this. Oh my God. Well, anyway, welcome to uh, back to the show uh, where we're going to be talking about our reaction review of Wandavision. Uh, there's one thing I want to make sure we get through in this is we got to talk about like the different generations and whatnot. Sure. Like I really want to get into that discussion because yeah. that's where I know the most about. Actually, about I think we should start off. This is not a special. Yes. No, right. I, I was just going to say like, that's the part I'm excited for. Sure. But for those listening, a reaction review is where we react to something and give our mini review of it. So basically you could think of it kind of as a special, but it's only the tail end of the show and not really the full, uh, girthiness of a special. Sure. Yes. Sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Good try. And we'll save some spoilers to the end. Oh, okay. So you want to have like a... Just a little mini bit of spoilers. A brief period of yeah. non-spoilers. I was going to drop it right now. I Are don't we? care. Okay, no. let's do it. No, I, I, no, if you want, we can. No, no, no. I, I prefer I feel, that. I feel it's better now yeah. in case we accidentally spoil. Yeah. Well, just, right. just Basic premise. Basic premise? Show? Yes. Just basic premise. We'll move on from there. Without spoiling anything. Right. It's that... For some reason, Wanda and Vision's life is being presented in an old television show format. Yes. How this fo- how this is being observed, where this originates from, nobody knows. And that's the mystery that the show goes to unravel. And it's filmed in front of a live studio audience. Right. Right. Okay. And it's and that's how it's portrayed to the yeah, audience. It's exactly. not like it's just like that's the framework. Right. The audience is seeing this old time yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, you get an intro. Each episode had a had a, had a like a unique a, one, a, a, oh, that, a decade appro- a decade that. appropriate yes. intro. Yes, they had decade appropriate visuals. They had decade appropriate costumes. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah, right. so we'll dig into that. For I just sure. want to build the fact that it was the meta narrative, and it wasn't just like, oh, it just takes place on a no, 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 absolutely not. No, no, no. But yeah, so I mean, that's really all you can say about the premise of this show without spoiling anything, right? And that's it. And I'm fine with that. I mean, well, hey, if you're interested in the show, go to Disney Plus and figure that shit out, and go ahead and watch it. Seriously, it was worth it. It was a for good the record, episodes. by the way, because I've, I've I've spoken to some people who haven't watched or didn't really adopt the MCU, uh-huh. but kind of wanted to watch WandaVision, but they were like. Uh, intimidated by like the girth yeah the decade worth of movies to catch up on oh i uh, guess just for the record marvel has released a series called marvel legends where each episode they're doing this specifically for this situation mm-hmm. where each episode is like an 8 minute refresher on a specific character so you can watch the wanda maximoff episode and it just shows you like a brief summary of what's happened to her starting in Age of Ultron right. all the way through to now. I wonder if there's one for Vision as well. There is. There's one oh, for Vision. Okay. There's one for Wanda. Uh, really soon, the ones for Winter Soldier and Falcon come out. Mm. So is it weird that I just think, like, if you were to watch this show, WandaVision, yeah. without having any prior knowledge right. to any of, like, the Avengers movies beforehand, right. and you're discovering it with Vision... I feel like is also might be a cool experience. That's slightly spoiler. 
I, well, is it really? Because I'm. What am I spoiling? The yeah, fact that Avengers happen. I don't think it is. Okay. Like that, we have to already. You a guys Halo even reach. brought up. You guys bringing up Avengers, isn't that kind of already a spoiler yeah, in the first that's place? That's why like, I said spoilers from here on out, man. Fuck it's it. seeping in, folks. The real world is seeping in. It's happening. All right. Well, fuck so it. So the spoilers point being from here on that out. If you if you if you are intimidated by the fact that you know there's all this legacy of of cinema just to so catch up media. on, yeah. You can just watch these episodes. It'll give you like the cliff notes of the information you need to watch the show and and understand what's going on, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's nice for them to offer that resource. And it's it's just a solid nine episodes. Yeah, which no is more, nice. no less. Just very concise. I All like right. that a lot. So let's dig in. All right, I've broken the chain. So let's start. Let's start with exactly what you wanted to talk about. Oh God, the decades. Yeah, I just love it. All right, so like they. Okay, I don't know anything about the comic. Uh-huh. I don't know if the comic is does this as well. I don't, I don't know either. Generations. I've never seen it done. I've, okay, I think this is based on the Tom King book of Vision. But Vaguely. I don't know. I haven't. But read that's that not book. where this TV thing originated from. Right, but it's vision being uh, no. But okay, here's my initial question then, because this will start off everything else. Uh-huh. The original original comic of this WandaVision. Yes, I, I don't even know if that's what it's called, but um, like the idea where Wanda makes this universe for herself and whatnot. Like, did, oh, that's how I am. What is, time period did what did they per- portray that in? Modern times. Modern times. Yeah. So they didn't even touch any so of the older. Let's under, at first all. of all, let's understand that to say that this is based on any specific comic is inaccurate okay so because from the it's no. closest to house of m uh-huh. but only in that she remakes her own reality that's the only thing they have that's in it. common that's really oh it. that's it well shit i came into this expecting to learn so much more connections no. and shit. No. there's like nothing what no. the fuck no this no is, because, right? this is actually like probably one of the few times in the mcu it is wholly original i think so i mean the con I, I don't know if I'd say that because the framework is still there of the comic of she, her building a reality. Yeah, no, but, but the comic but is different. But that's just it. The reasons for it are different. Uh-huh. All of it's different. Because in the comics, it happens because Pietro dies, right? Uh, Yes. Right. So it happens because Pietro dies and she doesn't like recreate a little neighborhood. She recreates the whole of reality. Earth. Earth. Uh, to okay. make it so that mutants are loved and accepted. And she makes a few other editorial changes also. Leave it to comic books to amplify the yeah, stakes yeah, yeah. by like a million. Like, of okay, because sure. Because you know, one of the things I appreciate so much about that is that even though he's not a mutant, she still felt the need to improve Spidey's life in her altered world. This is in the comic. Spider-Man isn't a mutant? No, he's not. Okay, I would assume that anyone he's with friends with the X-Men. No, what defines a mutant is specifically the existence of the X gene in your genome. So Being it's born spe- with it's it. exactly metachlorians. Yes. Uh, no, because it's not like little cells that live in you. It's a but, gene. But I mean, it's something in your body that allows you to do it. It's not specifically sure. anything that you. Yes. All right. In got layman's it, terms, yes. Yeah, it is interesting. It is something you have by birth, unlike Spider-Man, who got his powers from a radio. Also, you could just remove it, I guess. Like. Also- I take out your X genes. Sorry. Also, <laughs> Spider-Man is a noted friend of the X-Men, yes. and he's taught classes. Yeah, at the at the academy. So that's why mm. I think it's really cute that when she has her moment to be like, "I'm going to recreate all of reality so the mutants are loved by all." Oh, and Spider-Man too. Like, I really like that. 
Unfortunately, that means he all I've talked about this before. Also, unfortunately, that also means that he gets to lose all the people that he loves all over again. Okay. Because when reality breaks, he keeps all those memories. So he has to remember a life where him and Gwen Stacy were happy. They had a child together and Uncle Ben was still alive. But why would he have to remember the same memories? Couldn't like Scarlet Witch by like that logic be like, no, Spider-Man, you forget the last. Undo it. Wasn't it Doctor Strange? Yeah, Doctor Strange is the one that undoes it. And it's all because of Logan. Fucking Doctor Strange cleaning up after fucking Scarlet Witch. Because what happened was that Logan's brain Mm. has been fucked with so many times. That when he woke up in this new reality, he immediately was like, this isn't right. This isn't real. And he started like waking people up to the fact that they weren't. So he starts getting an immunity or a resistance he, to like, getting like mind warped? Yeah, basically. Jesus Christ. Because his brain is so fucked already. Do you think like Princess Peach gets like a resistance to getting kidnapped if she does it enough <laughs> times? <laughs> oh no, I'm being kidnapped. Like, uh. but, and then but, Bowser's like, I guess not. Right, we're getting right. off topic. Yeah, super. <laughs> Uh, decades. So, yeah, the yes. decades. First, we have what? The I Love Lucy thing? Or yeah, is so, it the Dick Van Dyke show? Or a little bit of well, both? Well, look, it was important to set up because I just wanted to mention that yeah. because I want to know where the framework started from. And if it doesn't even have that relation, then it's even more impressive. Yeah, I think it strictly comes from the fact that it's a TV show. That's it. Right, but hold on, wait. They could have easily just portrayed it in just a random ass regular sitcom. And that was the entire show and running with that. But they made an effort to make it a celebration mm-hmm. of television, of the popularity of specific TV shows. What makes them like so uniquely right. them that you can say, hey, that's this show. Yep. That's that show. Like when the, when they started doing the Modern Family and the Office ones, I know I'm kind of skipping ahead of it. Yep. You immediately go, oh, shit, I recognize Absolutely. where that comes from. So I really appreciated that effort to portray generations from like specific hints from the classic TV shows. So yes, I'm sorry, I just want to say that because that is an extra step. They could have easily just went, nope, it's Do a you guys sitcom. have a favorite time period? Um, Like in the show? Yeah. So it's the Dick Van Dyke one. The Dick Van... So the, the, those first two episodes were really good just because like that's such a distilled aesthetic mm. that they managed to portray really well. Right. And they also managed to like poke fun of it a little bit in like for example like how they start off in separate beds. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "No, no, this is better." And like puts the beds together. Well, cuz that was an episode yeah, of I know. the show and then they were just replicating the shot, but I also know. the random digs at women. Yeah. And then there was just the cutaway. She's like, "Oh, okay. I guess we're just going to All right, that's fine." But like my criticism from when I first watched the show still stands, knowing that what happens at the okay. end, she still kind of acts like Oh, I don't know what's going on, but wouldn't she know what's going on? No, but the it's whole, a traumatic event. The whole so point is, it. she was in denial. She was allowing herself to fall into this fantasy. I see. So she's hesitant, and yeah. that's what her awkwardness. Yeah, and like, exactly. Okay, got like, it. Like the show is really just a parable of the five stages of grief. Yeah, right. For sure. I guess my whole thing is, is I was like, if you're designing this world for you to live out your fantasies, like. I just thought she'd be immediately in it, but then I guess, okay, no, she's easing her way into it with right. this. Okay. Well, because, and I also feel like, because if she, if she was immediately in it, that's almost a, an admission of guilt. Like, that's mm. her accepting that I'm doing this to people. Whereas the hesitance kind of plays along with her ability to deny that she's the cause of all this. We kind of see it mm-hmm. right in the beginning. Yeah. In the, during the dinner with the boss. Yeah. Right. With Mrs. Hart, who says, stop it. Stop it. Uh-huh. Stop. And just repeating that and looking at Wanda. Yep. No, right. And the hints are there, especially on rewatches. 
it's just like oh again, you're yeah. rewatching it. Well, I rewatched a couple of the episodes yeah. in preparation of this, of course. So that was and Mrs. Hart was uh, Kitty Foreman. Yeah, which is great from that seventy show. Yes, that was great. It she was actually so weird. got pretty good billing on the uh, the yeah, credits. She did. Yeah. All right. Well, before we we continue there, what's the next generation? So then we moved up to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, we should have had a Star great. Trek episode. That would have been great. That was another thing, yes. So episode one was the 50s, uh-huh. and then episode two was the 60s. Or no, sorry, episode one was the 40s. Mm-hmm. 40s, And episode 50s. two was 50s. And then at the end of episode two, they introduced Technicolor, and mm-hmm. that's where we transitioned solidly into 60s, early 70s TV. Right. Which was great. Mm-hmm. Such a, That was such a cool moment. Like... All the colors spreading all around them, the furniture changing, all of that was dope. I love that. And the progressions of time. Like, yeah. it's just, it was basically paced very well. And the commercials in yep. between were also of that era as well. Oh, we'll talk about those commercials too, because those commercials were more than just random bits. They were important, which is really cool. Yeah. When you uh, start watching those kind of things, you look for metaphors and yeah. everything. And it's like, yep, yep, yep. One particular commercial is very on the nose when you watch, the, well, considering the, the the last episode. Well, of course, by the that point. The shark episode. Yeah. Or the shark commercial. Because uh, then, yeah, then we had 80s. What did they do for 80s? I don't remember. Was no. it the Full House one? No, they had that. They did that for 90s. They did Full House and Malcolm in the Middle. I was for gonna 90s. say Malcolm in the Middle was 90s. I thought that. All right, all right, all right yeah. No, yeah. They, they did both of those. They they almost perfectly recreated several parts of the intro for Full House for the 90s episode. But that's it was the great. thing. They recreate shots and and kind of mimic things in like the the theme songs, yeah. but in an offshooting way, so right. that's not exactly it. And then for 2000s, we had a bunch of other things, but mo- oh, Modern Family, The Office, it was, and then Modern Family, it was The Office, hard. and Modern Family specifically, super hard. Everything with Wanda at the house was Modern Family. Everything with Vision yeah. and going back home yeah. was all fucking The Office. So exactly. the point where the theme is like exactly the same. Yo, for sure. Yeah, they did the Scranton theme perfectly. And I, I like, yes, uh, Elizabeth Olsen deserves a lot of accolades for this role. Mm-hmm. But she, I think she deserves an Emmy alone for her imitation of Julie Bowen in Modern Family. The, okay. So it was obviously it's Claire. No, 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 obviously it's Claire. It's no, no, no. Claire. Like they wrote her even, as just being even Claire. Julie Bowen okay. commented on it, like on Twitter. Was she not in it? Because I thought in that last shot, no, I know we're like I thought not. I saw her for a second, but all right, no, no, fine, no, she's all right, not. fair. But yeah, the Julie Bowen, the actress who plays Claire on Modern Family, she commented on uh, Elizabeth Olsen's impression of her, right. and she loved it. And yeah, I think she deserves an Emmy just for that. I mean, I feel like we're a little bit robbed of Vision, Phil Dumphy. <laughs> but I mean, whatever. You know, we'll roll with it. We got Jim. Uh, I actually think if we were gonna start throwing out Emmys here, Paul Bettany. Oh yeah, he brought heart. He brought warmth to the role. It was really great to just see him. I don't want to say uh, decentralized, but like kind of like breaking down, so to speak, just everything. Okay, yep. this doesn't seem right. Yep. Why is this the only thing I have in my closet? Why is this? He- okay, Wanda, what's going? Like. Yeah. Just becoming aware and just the way it works. Also, the ship of thesis. Oh yeah, that's hands down. We will get there because that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I kind of want to piggy off back off that because you made a statement a long time ago that's like they're so lucky they got him when they did. Yes. Because he got he was able to play all these characters yeah. throughout all these movies, and I, I heard that statement, and now after seeing this, I'm like, 
Yeah, and I even think he could surpass someone like Robert Downey Jr. if they wrote him more prominently. I've, if maybe. they didn't give Vision such a refined, kind of restrained role. And in this, he's able to explore those oh, avenues. Yeah. So For I sure. like he's incredible. He's very good. Okay, so so let let's get into the to the meat of what of what actually happens in the show. So yeah, we, we went through all the generations, right? I mean, that ends there. And well, yeah, because yeah, then after two thousands, the whole charade is over. The whole charade st- breaks down completely, and then yeah. it's just shit that happens. So yeah, the yeah. last two episodes, it's just not really generation. yeah exactly and just to end it i really appreciated the effort to do that sure. in the first place well we'll get back into that i just want to, so so just to, to to cement it so uh-huh. wanda is overtaken by grief mm-hmm. and over the over the death of to some extent A her brother but also <laughs> primarily vision yes watching vision die twice uh-huh one of them she killed him. one of them at her hands yeah only to have that undone and then not let him die again. Yeah, Infinity War was a dark movie. <laughs> then we find out that she goes to recover his... Which this is a really interesting twist for me. Because I thought, okay, so she went, recovered his body, and then used her powers to bring that body back to life. That's not what happened at all. Mm, yeah. Instead, she went to where his body was and couldn't feel him there. Which is a really which is a really powerful moment, I, I thought. Right, because a lot of people shown uh, through previous yeah. films, Civil War. Yeah. Uh, I think Age of Ultron, where he's just, I feel you. Yeah. And that's the so that moment where she's like touching the effectively dead head, like the decapitated head of her lover. But like husk, not even a decaying like, yeah, like he body. Was a, He's well, a, he was gray, right? Because he controls his color, right? And I assume the reason why she couldn't feel him was because he was not organic in that way. So it was just like, oh, he's decommissioned right. as the guy stated. So exactly. I can't even feel. It's just parts here. Well, so, I think yeah. also part of it is part of him was the Mind Stone. That's true too, and yeah. that is gone. And it's absolutely not there. Also, one quick thing on that exact same scene. Yes, there's a, a trailer cut, or like they cut to commercial. It's a right right at the right. end of the episode, and there's one thing. It's like, um, but that's the thing, Wanda. He's not yours. And then the episode ends. But when the rejoiner happens, is that's the thing, Wanda. It's not yours. He's ours. Yeah. And I'm like, you fuckers. Yeah. You added that fucking in just to be like, oh, okay. So well, look, so yeah, so that's the ba- that's why this is all happening, right? Is because she is overtaken by grief, and she's sick of not. Only, and then there's also grief earlier in her life with what happened to her parents. She's nonstop ha- trauma. Yeah, exactly. So she recreates way. this fantasy world that she can live in, mm-hmm. which is a great concept, mm-hmm. taken from House of M. That's the part that's taken from House of M. But the way they did it on this show was just so cool. Right. I love. I love the. Hey, here's a reality, but something's happening in the background. Like right. I love that feeling of like where we get to participate in the illusion for a little bit. Right. Right. So this is where I'll interject with uh diegetic audio and diegesis. Okay. So when you're watching a movie and there's a sound effect that only the audience can hear, that's non-diegetic. Right. So, and so they kind of blur that line a bit mm-hmm. to where some characters start reacting to things that are supposed to be non-diegetic. Right. And that's where a lot of the surreal aspects come from where I wouldn't say it's okay. It's not surreal as it's off putting. Right. It is specifically supposed to be like, Hey, like nothing is wrong with the dialogue per se, other than I guess repetition for really cementing it for mm-hmm. people who aren't getting it. But like, that's the clue. As you right. mentioned, things are off. Um, so yeah, just want to mention non non diegesis. <laughs> but uh, 
I mean, where do we like? There's so many things to talk. The commercials, mm-hmm. the commercials were awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were. I think Hydra soap was really funny. Hydra. Well, see, so here's the thing about that one too is that that also like is a reference to Agents of Shield. Okay. Because in Agents of Shield, they specifically talk about a little blue bar of soap that you get from Hydra. Like okay. it's a very specific reference. Mm. So I'm like, Marvel needs to fucking make up its mind on the canonicity of Agents of Shield. Like really? Yeah, I like, mean, is it not canon? I, I thought it was. We don't really know because the events, especially okay, let's get into the spoilers. Well, no, we'll get there. But there's I thought we were. I thought we already no, were. But I, I mean, the end, the end episode because the Darkhold is in this show and Agents of Shield. Okay, but it which ha- is the missing book in it's Dr. the Strange. yeah the yes it's the book. And in Agents of Shield, it's kind of does its own thing. It's very separate from what happens here. It's a. I thought it was just a MacGuffin Dark Tome. I didn't think it had a huge. Oh no thing no! The Dark Hold yeah. is like a legitimately established thing in the comics. Okay, because she calls it Book of the Damned. No, but then she also calls it the Dark Hold. The Dark Hold. Dark Hold. Yes. Okay, I don't. I don't remember that, but sure. All right, I'll yes, remember. So, I'll, I'll go with it. So first things first. I I think we should just come out and say it. The show does provide a lot of good debates on whether or not Wanda is a villain. Right. Because it's very villainous yeah. to take over a whole fucking town and make them do what you want them to do and not have any repercussions for it. Especially since the show 100% establishes that these people are in some kind of pain yes, multiple while this times. is happening. Yes. So... I said, not publicly, I should have said it publicly, but I said privately in a group chat, I don't think Agatha's a villain. Instead, she's really just an antagonist. Okay, because, explain that. Okay, what exactly did she, aside from well, killing hang on, hang Sparky. On. Let, 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 <laughs> let's, let's, let, let's talk about who Agatha is because we haven't even talked about oh, her. Oh, Agnes. So Agatha, throughout, yeah. throughout the decades, throughout the show, uh-huh. she has the stereotypical nosy neighbor character. Right. Uh, you know, uh, and we get, we get the idea that there's something else to her. We just don't really know what it is mm-hmm. until probably the Halloween episode, which is where we start figuring out, oh, she's clearly behind this in some way, shape or form. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, she's that. She's We are led to believe that she is a participant in the illusion. And she gets revealed immediately after that episode as well. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. But we're led, yeah, we're led to believe that she's a participant in the illusion. There's oh. even a scene where Vision finds her at the edge of the hex. Because mm-hmm. that's something else, too, that I thought was really fucking creepy, was how the hex, like the illusion of the hex, meaning the parts that everyone is playing, mm-hmm. it starts to fall apart the further away you get from Wanda. Uh-huh. Right. The further away you are from Wanda, people are just kind of standing in place. Like they're just waiting and, or for their... just repeating an action. Yeah. And you see tears going down their, yeah. their face. So you just Torturous. all of a sudden are like. They're like actors waiting on their mark. Yeah. Mm. So at one point, we see a scene where Vision finds Agnes in her car towards the end of the hex. And he, he, he several times throughout the series, he displays an ability to pull people out of the hex for a moment. He mm. touches their minds, opens them up. And they're able to communicate fluidly. He does that to Agnes. She talks to him. So we're led to believe that she's as much a victim as anyone else is. Right. We all to find out that she's actually a witch from the, from dating back to the Salem witch trials. Mm-hmm. 
who is actively manipulating the situation inside Wanda's bubble. All right. Right. Or trying to act under the side of the people. Okay. Now let's get to that. Because, no, her whole mission objective is to steal Wanda's magic. She even offered She's to trying keep... to understand no, Wanda's no, no, wait, magic. No, no, wait, wait, wait. She, wait, she doesn't on. realize it's chaos magic until we go through the whole thing. No, she had the book. Plus, second off, she offered to keep the illusion going for Wanda in exchange. Right, but it was a trick. It was a lie. It yeah. wasn't going to... First Remember, off, she did say, oh, Matt, you can't do the same spell twice or some shit. No, no, like no. That. It is established... From her, uh, from her flashback, that her power specifically drains people. Adrian, yes, you can't use that power and not be a villain. Period. That's not. But that she. Hey, she, maybe she's not... born with it. Maybe whoa. it's Maybelline. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Why? What, gotta... Why? Why are you pigeonholing her? That's rogue shit. Doctor uh-huh. Doctor Rude, why you gotta be so? Why do you gotta be so mean to Kirby? It's a huh? problem. He absorbs powers just fine. He's not evil. Oh, okay. Or like, rogue. Sure. Copy ability but Rogue is not makes evil. an ability to control herself, which Agnes does not. Well, I mean, the one time we see her get attacked, it's her being defensive and taking the power. And she says, I she you see her say, What's going on? She looks shocked. She doesn't um, realize I, yeah, it. I will say though, in terms of writing that character, and I have no connection, I'm just saying, uh-huh. like they kind of had a weird thing where she was in control, not in control, and yeah, she used to play with that. I agree. And then in some instances, you're like, oh, she was playing there. Wait, was she playing there? I don't know. Also, it's not really sure. she concretely establishes that Wanda alters reality and has actually created a living vision. Right. This means that she's also created sentient living children which agnes has trapped in a book and is using as collateral or is using as a as a token for bargaining that's villain so period you I'm can't sorry you don't know what those kids are capable of doesn't doesn't matter they're kids that's what i was supposed to get that they were in the book yeah did they just show their echo effect off screen i have no idea where the fuck these kids are oh, yeah, and then they're imp- on the leashes in the fucking quote, yard unquote, implied yeah that they're in the book because it's glowy yeah Okay, I did not. All right, okay. I so then this. this show really just really has two villains. Because I'm sorry, I can't cheer. Like, I get what Wanda's going through. Uh-huh. We all sympathize. Right. And as Monica said at the end, if I were you, I'd probably right. bring my mom back. But to hold a fucking town hostage for I don't know how long. Okay, but here's the thing about that, though. Oh, my God. This is a big debate. A little bit. It's not it. huge, but hang on. Uh-huh. It's a, but there's a matter, there's two important, there's a one important thing to consider and that's context. And that's that A, Wanda truly didn't know that she was hurting people. And she was sad, dude, sad. Yeah. So that excuses no, torturing people. No, it doesn't excuse it, months. but I think that plays more into, if anything, Wanda was more of a antagonist versus a villain. It's that she was then doing. the protagonist? Vision. Vision. See, I was thinking it was Agatha. Because it was Agatha. Oh no! God damn it! (laughs) Also, real talk about that theme. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's such, it's so well made. It's It's amazing. No, it is a great theme. But I like the Munsters theme too. Like, it's what it is. Yeah, of course, it's a great theme song. I'm not losing my fucking mind over it. No, it was just, it was a great, it was a great homage to the Munsters. Well, it's also, it also uh, is carried so heavily by Catherine Hahn's incredible charisma because she is charismatic as all fuck. 
But she really does. It's mainly a male chorus for the majority of the song. She just trills at sure. the end, and these those are really good. But everyone's all like, "She's super no, amazing. I know, I know. She's, she's barely in it." Like, but I hear but yeah, you. It's a so great theme song too. I think it's unfair. Like it's hard to say that Wanda is without blame, but she is not doing it on purpose. She is not hurting people on purpose. No, I get. But that. she's aware just, of it though. Look, I'm just. She's aware that people are playing the role. But she's unaware of how much it's hurting. hurting them. She she says it. She's like, no, you're all safe. I've made your life happy. She thought that her happiness extended to them. Mm-hmm. She I, thought that she took everybody and put them in this idyllic life. Also, she didn't life. listen to Vision after Vision did it to Absolutely. I mean, that, to that's also friend. kind of signs of sociopath. You know, like, well, I cannot empathize with someone not having free will of their own. Well, it's that. It's it's. It, well, that's part of the discussion of what does grief do to a person. Hmm. 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 That being said, uh, I'd like I'd like to just say here. Mostly, I'm playing devil's advocate. It's sure. a fun. If anything, if anybody gets walks away from this and isn't really like enthused about the MCU or something or these characters, it's a good thought experiment yeah. on on ethics and what is morally correct or whatever and understanding you're a hundred percent right. Context matters. That being said, I think the last two episodes of the show hurt the show because it feels super hollow at that point. It hurt what it was doing. I enjoyed everything. I was like, yo, this is what I'm here for. This is what I want. This is what I want. And then all of a sudden, it's it became a stereotypical, almost MCU thing to just do. And listen, I get it. I get it. She faked out Agatha. But Whoa. the main problem I have, mm-hmm. it ripped off Hulk 2003. Remember in Hulk 2003, Nick Nolte, the cloud fucking dad oh, was like give me your power son uh-huh. and hulk's like take it all and he's just giving him radiation <laughs> right and then the dad's like no this is too much you kind of have that but with a twist with a little twist where agatha thinks she's in power but then oh no the hex has the the runes yeah only a witch who casts the hex can cast her which magic. is so like okay i agree with this notion that the past two episodes kind of start teetering I agree. a bit because uh, that uh, gets really ham-fisted You're like the runes you know the runes right these are the rules of the runes right. that aren't going to show up later and it's like right, I know okay and when she's throwing the things it starts getting kind of obvious I didn't hate it but he, I get I'm what you're saying I'm not saying I hate it I just did yeah. not enjoy it I think it hurt the show yeah if anything, I'd argue while nine episodes is good. But it ended right at the right point. That's it. <laughs> like, I'd argue if it had another hour to breathe where you can breathe and relax with this and kind of elongate a little bit, hmm, kind of show it a little more. I disagree. I th- All right. I'm sorry. Only because like that we it was teetering and any more time it would have fallen. So like it, it was starting to get kind of cheesy. So I was like, All right, now I is think- the good that the point, con- crescendo. Agatha and Wanda's confrontation is the low point of the show for me. Uh, you know, honestly, I'd say I, I'd uh, I'd probably agree. I a like lot. her reveal, and particularly whose reveal? No. Agatha's reveal. Oh, sure. I I didn't like her costume or makeup. Oh, I fucking no, hated end, her costume. No, it became like Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Very, no, very not only that. What the fuck was it with the hands? Okay, explain to me the leash thing. 
Like when she has the two kids and she's in the middle of the driveway. Yeah. And like, okay, is it a thing that's like tying around their neck? And I'm doing this for them, everyone uh-huh. in the audience. But like where it's like a collar there, does it wrap around the neck? Or yeah. was it just kind of like she just hooking them? And then the kids could have just went like this and left no, at any time. No, they were just long leashes. So they were wrapped around yeah, the neck because yeah. they were going like They this. were around the neck. No, no, it, no, didn't it, seem it was like around it. the neck. It was. Okay, all right. Just like most like, white women at fucking Orlando. But, yeah. But this is the most <laughs> awkward fucking way to like sure. trap the kids. I'm like, what What shot is this? What are they what doing? What it feels like is that they ran out of a fucking budget. They were like on a crane. Like, <laughs> so I had two predictions. Oh, the kind oh. of the kind of came true. Before we leave on Agatha, are you on Agatha still? Well, it's it's gonna tie into that, but we'll okay. uh, go ahead. What's up? No, because I I was curious about who Agatha was, so right. I went online and researched who is Agatha Harkness. Yeah. So I see this older lady with gray hair, right. sunken in eyes, and I'm like, wait a minute, I've seen this character in the show. She's the mom that was like, mother, no, and then the the head of the coven. Oh, she okay. had big gray hair. The sure. guys. Is that supposed to be the real Agatha? Because that's no. the one from the comic. No, no they just like, didn't make her no, as old. They, that's all. No, they just, yeah, okay. exactly. So they just made her younger for yeah. this thing and made the mom a reference, yeah. kind of? Okay, um, I don't know. I was looking into it to see. Hey, Bone King, if it makes you feel better, I did the same thing because I didn't know who the fuck Agatha Harkness was. Right, and apparently she, like, dies and comes back multiple times. Oh, yeah. But which, that's again, comics. It's comics, yeah, so, exactly. like, exactly. So, anyway, sorry, but that's, I want to interject. No, no, no for her. sure. Um, you had two predictions. Two predictions that kind of, well, I, I am actually moving past Agatha because I, I, I want to get into Vision. Right, I, I think we're done. Yeah. yeah. So, well, what, well, let's talk about one of the major things that happened. Oh, this is another major letdown for me. Oh. Was the boner joke. It, it, it was so unnecessary. But that is the MCU. I know, but I was hoping this show wasn't, and it just it, it needed. Therein lies the problem. I know they're like this replicating is why TV for shows, me, like you know. Like, no, but that's wh- not what that was. Though. This is why for me, I don't understand this this idea with the latest Disney property has to be the best thing ever. This was okay. This was this was okay. This was fine. It was a good watch, but for me, like it didn't. That fucking joke ruined such a fucking good setup in six episodes. And to have that tale of grief and it just felt like a colossal boner. So, okay. So, first, I'm going to talk about my two predictions. I had my first prediction was that Quicksilver wasn't Quicksilver in any way, shape, or form. And that he wasn't just a townie. Uh Where my prediction was wrong was I thought Wanda reskinned him. Into being quick or recasted him as quick. Reskinned you gamers. You Whatever. Quiet you. What it actually was was Agatha. Uh, with the puka shells. Huh? What? With the puka. With shells. the puka shells. Right. Re, so uh, recasted uh, this random townie as uh, recasted Ralph. Ralph Bonner. And that plotline got wrapped up really yeah. quickly in like two seconds. Yeah, because well, we can talk about fan expectations a little later, and your point on that also. But so that was one prediction I had, which turned out to be mostly true. Right. Another prediction I had was once we saw the. So just I'm going to clarify when I say Viz, I'm referring to the in color vision that we saw in the hex in living color vision. Yeah, sure. When I say vision, I am talking about the drone body that sword reassembles and puts back together. The white one. Yes, the white one. Oh, I, I doubled. I, I call him double vision. <laughs> I thought that was clever enough to roll. Sure. Yeah. So I was once we saw the existence of Vision, uh-huh. I was convinced that Wanda was gonna find a way 
to make her Viz go into Vision. Go into Vision. So did I. Yes. Which is kind of what happened, I, except Vision. Except it wasn't Wanda that did it. It was Viz himself. I think that is the highlight of the of the of the climax of the series, is the Viz versus Vision confrontation, which was arguably the most Vision way to end. Oh yeah, it. for like, sure. Very creative. So, too. Like wait, so well, sorry, real quick. Just I'm sorry. One thing I want to talk about was how much of a masterclass Paul Bettany is at trolling his audience. Uh huh. From like the beginning of the series. He was doing interviews about how he's so excited to work with an actor. There's an actor he's always wanted to work with throughout his career. And it was he was talking about himself, himself. which is great. Jesus Go. Christ. So I wanted to say um, way back when I saw Doctor Strange at the movie theaters with James. Yeah. And one thing we walked away from with that movie, which isn't critically beloved, sure. but the audience loves it. I did not like it. Yes. Uh, was the ending was of the final battle with Dormammu. Dormammu, I've come to make I've a bargain. I've come to make a deal. Dormammu. That was the most strange yep. Doctor Strange I thing. I loved it. That's something both James and I wholeheartedly agree. Because if you know Doctor Strange, that's the type of thing he is. So when Vision <laughs> started the fucking ship of Theseus conversation uh-huh. and they're just floating and they're just having this argument and to have it at a library, just, yeah. just more like, oh, for fuck's sake. So wait, let, let's break down exactly what happened. vision okay. right. masturbation scene. I, I, I like the vision scene, the double vision scene a lot more because it's, it's a, a battle of logic. Yes. They're, they're talking to each other. One the, so, but this Doctor Strange scene, he's just killing himself multiple times. And it just kind of comes off as throw yourself at the problem a shit ton of times until it works versus actually logically figuring it out. But he's not cu- killing himself because he has the time stone. But it is. He's dying and coming back. He's not actually dying, though, is the point. You can't die and then activate the time stone, George. But either way, he's resetting time over yeah. and over again. So he's still throwing himself at it until it goes away. No, but he, he has the a- opponent in a lock. At cost of himself. That's the legitimate solution, though, is wear your opponent down by being more annoying than they can handle. I, Shit, I, Cass does it in Supernatural. But I yeah. feel like that doesn't really stop the problem as it just goes, okay, well, I'll come back when I figure out how to deal with your nonsense. Like, it, That's I don't not know. what it was, though. He had the plan going in. Okay, this is like, I need to make Dormammu, like, my, like, how do you get a god to do what you want? Oh, right. Don't give him an option. That okay, was the plan. But it's a god. Sure. So, like, it, it. okay, when we do a versus on Doctor Strange, okay. we can go more into this. All right. I just felt like that ending teetered wow, out. I did not know we were going to have a versus on I Doctor Strange. I didn't either. I was just saying. So, Sword reactivates the body of Vision. Right. I forget. Did They They said they figured out how to do it. She did something. Uh. Yeah, but, hey, but some uh, Sword agent comes, Hayward, we've yeah. activated him. Right. Oh, finally. So let's talk about the difference between the two. Because like I said, I thought that she was going to bring Vision's body back to life, but she doesn't. She mm-hmm. even tells him, no, I made you a body of wire and metal and bone. And that's who you are. You are the Vision that I knew. Right. You are the part of the Vision. No, that's what she says. You are the part of the the little bit of the Mind Stone that existed within me. Right. That's what you are, which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then that vision, her creation, her, her manifestation, faces off against the reactivated 
technically now soulless body of the actual Vision, who was presented in an all-white kind of statuesque form, which was really cool. I just really didn't like how he fucked off. So they don't explain that. He just fucks off. I know. Yeah. They don't do anything with I it. Know. And not one of the two after credit spoilers did anything. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm waiting for both of them and neither of them. And that's the most important so they thing. Have, so they have a one. fight. They have what I think is a really cool fight. I loved their fight. Oh, between the two of the them? Two, yeah. I Sometimes lo- the CGI didn't look great. I don't agree, man. That's some the best CGI in the show. But the highlight is, of course, the ship of Theseus. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I'm getting to that. Yeah. Right, but the... There were sometimes while they're flying in the phasing, yeah. it looked like digitization. But that's what it is. <laughs> I understand that, but it it didn't look realistic. Person when they got out of the phase, there was um, a couple frames where it looked a little too computerized. Huh. Okay. Also, and there's also really bad during the Wanda versus Agatha. There's there there is some janky graphics there for purple sure. Purple fart gas. What? Um, no. When when Wanda turns around and sees uh, ultra white vision, double yeah. vision. And and she's like, Vision, is it really you? Right. Can she not tell that he's completely monochrome? But again, he can change the way he looks. So that's But it's still a like a completely new look. And he's technically he's not monochrome, he's unichrome. Unichrome, all right, <laughs> Unicron over here. But I'm just saying, like, I, like she should be able to be like, that's a new look. Sure. What's up with that? But she's just like, huh. But that's why she's yeah. like, is that you? She's not like, oh, hey, Vision, help me out here. But uh, it's just so bizarre because sure. she knows the Vision that's there. But I wanted to, I liked the choreography of that fight, though. The Vision versus yes. Vision fight. Yes, it's it's really well choreographed, I feel, because of the, the phasing. The, the blade, phase the, fighting is so cool. Yeah. Can you explain the whole line where Agatha goes, all right, well, oh, this is awkward. Now it's between your ex and your current boyfriend. Who will you right. choose? How, in what way is White Vision a ex? Because that's, He's dead. that's the actual Vision. That's the real one, the one that she actually had a relationship with. Right. Okay. Because I just took that as a new person and I was like, that's not No, really... no, 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 no. That's like, so... It Thanos, is exactly the old body. Yeah, Thanos rips assembled. the mind gem out of Vision, uh-huh. leaving him dead. Right. Sword recovers those remains uh-huh. and works tirelessly to bring him back as a weapon they can control. But ship a thesis, that's not his her ex anymore. Uh, sure. So let's so... get to that. So they're having this cool-ass fight, phasing through each other, and I think Viz mm. realizes that they're evenly matched. Like, there is no one winning over the other. Uh-huh. So instead, I think he reaches within himself, like, and he's like, okay, there's still got to be a part of Vision in there. Let's do this the one way he knows how. Logic. Absolute right. nerd dumb. Explain the ship of Theseus. Ship of Theseus. I should? Yeah. Do you, uh, so, yeah? basically, what is it? A wooden ship in a museum, right? Right. And the wood begins to rot. It's a completely wooden ship. So the wood begins to rot. But if you start replacing the the rotten wood with new wood, is it still the ship? Right. Once is it still the same? Once you replaced every plank, is it still the same ship? And then it also further posits that even if you did take the same exact parts and restore them, is right. it still the same ship? And well, no. no, it's not. No. What he said specifically, which I thought this was an interesting twist on it, was, okay, so you've slowly take you've taken the the rotted pieces, uh-huh. and you've replaced them over time, but now what happens if you take those rotted pieces and make a new ship? Is that now the ship of Thesis? No, and that's what I'm saying. It I don't think that's true. The answer is both yes and no. 
Oh, well, because it's a paradox. They both are and aren't the ship of Theseus because that just depends on how you define being, which mm. was the point they were trying to make, which I thought was very well made. Right, right. So what happens is that, what was it? So, okay, so that's why I, I was a little confused on this, but we talked about it in the group chat. Because, yeah, his apparently visions, memories were still there. Uh-huh. They, they were, were like locked by sword. Yeah, they were exactly that. They were like behind a firewall. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is where my, I and me and Garrett disagree. So another capes and co-host alum. Yes. Uh, Garrett. So what happens is Viz or vision rather the white vision allows Viz to touch his brain. Uh-huh. Theoretically, I guess, to reactivate those lost memories. Yeah. And then we see like a montage happen. And his eyes change. And his eyes change into a more human like eye indicating there is some change. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whether that's now Garrett brings up a good point is is this just going to be a soulless drone who just now happens to know that information or is this going to be vision again? We don't know. No, I mean, obviously, they're going to unlock his emotional circuits and he'll love again. Like, it's they're not going to have. But that lies a great, great idea, a great conversation, a great debate of what constitutes a soul. Yeah. You could go real Philip K. Dick on this. Sure. Like. Let's let's have that that discussion and hopefully not have a shitty MCU. Does fight this not so, just feel like a Black Mirror episode, but like in a, a Marvel kind of yeah. in a way? So let me ask you guys this, because if if all Viz did was bring those memories back to Vision, uh-huh. then the only memories he has is everything leading up to his death, right? Leading up to Thanos removing the Mind Stone. Um. And the resetting, right? The no. thing is, the only way he could have those memories, White Vision, uh-huh. is if Viz put those memories in. And we kind of didn't see it in the smorgasbord of flashback. We just saw everything that led up to the whole thing with him and Wanda. Yeah, yeah. he only gets that scene. So then he sees himself dying, and then that's, that's it. So, again, so it's two things have happened there. Either A, we have a Vision who only knows the memories up to his death. Effectively meaning that the vision in the hex is dead. Right. He is gone because if we define who we are as people by the memories that make us, then th- those memories are gone and that person, that vision doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. But if in addition to reactivating white visions, latent memories, he also, for lack of a better word, uploaded his new information. That basically means he's still alive. Right. And you, you said you got bored of Near Automata? Uh, yeah. Okay. Damn. All right. Yeah. The, Th- this was played with a lot. In yes, because this, this does it in eight minutes <laughs> uh-huh. versus Near Automata's infinity fucking hours. Infinity fucking hours. All it right, is whatever. fucking boring. It, wow. All right. I do not appreciate this punishment. <laughs> anyway. I'm just saying the, that's why Tune they bring up Tune in for the verses thesis. of Near Automata. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it's a very clever uh, analog to basically make a human ship of thesis. And this is yeah. basically where we're so going. So that's the question is, like you said, why the fuck does he just fly off and we don't see him again? So we don't have to answer that question. So the writers don't have to finish this. I guess. This. It's now, okay. And then uh, Double Vision flies the fuck away and we don't have to answer this yes or no paradox. The, the working end. theory I have is I'm imagining it's something similar to like a painful rebirth. Mm. So he, this being who for all intents and purposes was empty, was just a machine a moment ago, mm. has now just rediscovered 
sentience. Right. You get me? So I'm imagining there's got to be some level of confusion, some level of processing required to do that. There's a, so that's why he flies off. He's like, I need to go figure this shit out. There's also something that the show doesn't tell us. And they clearly decided not to tell us because they even brought it up in a dialogue line, which was, we've tried to replicate the power supply. Right. But we don't know what's powering them. Right. right. I think it was like an arc reactor, but it might not be. Uh, well, no, we know what we know what powered uh, Vision. It was Thor lightning. Okay, but I'm talking about white vision. Right, that's what I'm saying. So we don't know what they rep, what they did to replicate that jumpstart. Yeah, and the jumpstart was Thor's lightning in Age of Ultron, but what kept him going was the Mind Stone. What do you mean what kept him going? Oh, like what the power source was? We don't really know. I thought it was clear, clearly meant that the the Mind Stone was that. No, because Shuri uh, says that he can exist perfectly fine. She wasn't going to add oh, anything yeah, to right. him. In Infinity War, yeah, they he... were going to remove the Mind Stone. They did. Uh, no, they didn't. They didn't get to finish it. Oh, they were going to, and then Thanos, his <sighs> advance showed up. Right. But uh, so again, so I don't think it's that. So then that you're right. That is a question. What did they use to power him? How did they replicate? I mean, Thor's all you can really goal? see is something that looks like Iron Man's arc reactor, but it's not clear. Yeah, exactly. It's advanced hidden tech that I'm sure that like they'll they'll build Aim, up later on. Aims behind it. That's my that's <laughs> that's my other fan theory. Also, anybody who go look, uh, I think everybody fans are great. Fans fans watch these things and they give their money and that's great. Oh, you're gonna talk about this now? Do it. But really, guys and girls and whatever you identify as, you gotta rein it in. Yeah, you gotta rein it in and just kind of enjoy the ride. Why the fuck did everyone lose their mind, bro? There were people yelling at Wait, the. Wait, what are people freaking out so about? So I know what? this isn't the case for you, but my favorite headline that summarizes this is: uh, fans around the world upset because of promises that uh, because of unfulfilled promises they were never given. Uh huh. Because people kept making theories. It's Mephisto. It's Nightmare. It's the fucking mutants are going to come. Fuck, I heard Magneto. Yeah. I, I heard every fucking... I'm like, dude, chill. And no. then people got let down at the ending, even though they were never promised anything more than this ending. Don't get me wrong. There's legitimate reasons to be let down by this ending, but that's not we one of the reasons. We just went over them. Yeah, but that's not one of the reasons. No. And it also would be kind of a weird writing thing to just introduce a random new character towards the end. It, it feels way more synergistic and organic well, to incorporate Agatha. I had this theory was that they were going to do a twist on House of M, uh-huh. which is where instead of House of M being used to uh, to make mutants loved, she would do this to actually create mutants. Uh-huh. Like she would introduce mutants to the history. Which is interesting. Really quick, to talk about what we were talking about before, what makes something alive or what makes a soul. Right. So at the end of, at the climax of the everything, she puts her children to bed. One of which, who's a fucking mind reader. Knows exactly. Definitely knows that he's about to die. Mm Mm-hmm. And he uh, doesn't reference it or acknowledge no, he it just, anyway. No, yeah. he gives her a very knowing look. It was, it was a very good moment. It was yeah. very, very cool. So mm-hmm. we're led to believe that Wanda accepts what she's done. She understands that it's wrong. And she's basically shutting it all down. 
So the hex shrinks. We're led to believe that the children are gone and Viz is gone. Her whole fantasy is gone. Mm -hmm. But then we're greeted by an after credit scene where it's her in some fucking cabin in some fucking Iceland or Greenland or some shit. Further ripping off Hulk. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Uh, Where we see her enjoying like a cup of tea on the porch. Only to realize that 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 she's also astral projecting in the room, uh-huh. where she's got the dark hold, uh-huh. and she's combing through it, and then we hear the voice of her children saying, "Help, help!" Yeah. So she pulls a Doctor Manhattan and is in multiple places at the same time. Well, the doctor we see that in Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange established astral projection as a thing. I'm not saying that Doctor Manhattan's the only instance. I'm just saying it, it's the a thing that they like to do. The, the interesting thing, though, is in Doctor Strange, whenever somebody astral projects, their body is immobile. Their body is is vulnerable. Uh huh. She is able to both astral project and stay conscious. Uh-huh. Which I think is supposed to be a slight little nod or a slight little like way of showing, hey, she's not Doctor Strange. She's something else. She's stronger. Yeah. You are, you're wielding power stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. So in this book is what exactly? The remnants of the world she created? Well, for what the book is, first off, is the most powerful grimoire in the MCU. Okay. It is the, it's the Book of the Dead. It's... It is kind of like one book that just had many names throughout Legend. Okay, this isn't... All right. but This I mean, is what it is in the comics. Okay, all right. So it's one book that throughout history it got named many different things. Okay. The, the Book of the Dead, the Necronomicon, Ultra the Dark, Dark MacGuffin book. Yes, Ultra okay. Dark MacGuffin book. Exactly. Yes. So presumably she's reading through it to like bone up on her skills. And the crying of the children imply that they're alive somehow okay as someone who doesn't know anything the implication that i got and granted i could be wrong obviously i i guess that somehow she had like shrunk the entire existence into something in the book as something like a a a catalyst not a catalyst what's it in D D when you have a um an object a magic object where you do all your magic through Oh, a uh, focus. A focus, yeah. like that kind of thing, and where that's where everything was going. Or like a bottled city there. of Kandor. <laughs> you know I what actually, I mean? And Vision would be there, too, because they, he was also in that maybe. world. I, so, actually, you know? I actually took it this way. I took it to the fact that they're still in her, and she can make them at any and moment. And by that logic, then Viz, too, right? Sure, yeah. So, like... I, I, she could just do anything by this point. And that was also kind of towards the end. But I was that's like, also Wanda in the comics. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of like power scaling, I was very confused because there's regular magic, chaos magic, and then whatever the hell Agatha uses, which is like no, absurd. No, regular what? magic. That's regular magic because yeah. there was blue, purple, and red. Yeah, the and colors then, are just are just innate to themselves. Well, there was something special with Agatha specifically because she would absorb I as think well. the, I think the purple is just to indicate that it's that kind of necromatic... But that's oh, okay. still just magic. Okay. She's a similar type of sorcerer to Doctor Strange. Okay. Agatha and Doctor Strange are in the same realm of magic. When we start getting, because that's the thing I'm starting to get like to use the D terms, yes. they're what you would call wizards. Okay. Their magic is honed by book learning and training and intelligence and that kind of thing. Right. Whereas Wanda is more like a sorcerer, uh-huh. who just has something innate within her. She has innate power mm-hmm. that she just has control over. 
And she is using the dark hold, I think, to learn how to use that power. So there's something, I think it was episode, I want to say eight, where she kind of goes through Wanda's history. Which kinda, is really cool. We kind of get the greatest hits of yep. the trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get to see actual Scarlet Witch, like, yes, in the Mind Stone, kind of right. coming to her. Granted, my my knowledge of this level of Marvel is very small. Uh-huh. I did not know there were other Scarlet Witches. I didn't know it was a yeah, title. Yeah, I was going to ask. It's not. Then, then it's super ham-fisted and kind of weird. I don't think so. so. You are the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Why, this, why is that a title and not her superhero name? Well, what did because... they call her in Avengers? Didn't they call her Scarlet Witch? No. They've, they just, never, they've never used no, the name. They just called her Wanda the yeah, entire yeah. time. We've all we've called. Yeah, her Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, that's just a fan thing. But throughout this, throughout the MCU, she's only been called Wanda. That's so weird. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So I think because, like, even like Spider Man pokes fun at. Oh, we're using our made up names now. Right. So I think what they wanted was an organic way for her to find that name that oh. wasn't that wasn't just. I'm going to call myself this now. You get me? And now, to be fair, I think they did kind of give us a good lead up to it and how Wanda explains her costume in the Halloween episode. I'm the problem. Which, by the way, uh, that's my favorite episode. It's a great episode. I just get shades of um, of Phoenix, you know? Yeah. Hyper psychic oh, can end is. the world. And yeah. then I'm like, I'm seeing this all over again. And now we have to establish this whole thing where she's going to cause an apocalypse. And it's like. I'd rather we not. Just leave it at the nine and we're done. Like, I don't you know? know if that's going to be what happens. I hope not. I don't think suck. it is. They specifically, you don't know what you've done. Sure. Like, I, they've given the foreshadows. I would not be surprised if at one point she is a villain in a movie. Maybe. Uncontro- like uncontrollable. I mean, She's unleashed or whatever. Admittedly, the end, uh, like that final scene that I was talking about, she looks pretty villainous. Right. But that's just the Her, reddish oh, hue. Yeah. Her costume looks so good. Uh, yeah, actually, I just want to give props to that costume being good. I'm fine for that costume being good. Agatha, we can never see again, yeah, and yeah. I'm fine with that. It's just so random just, to just me. This, what? The costume's great. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. If she's going out with the Avengers, makes sense to me. Yeah. But, like, she felt the need to change clothes, I guess, at that moment. I mean, just, yeah, I guess, not? fine. I just, it just... It's fine within the narrative. Uh-huh. I'm not saying it breaks anything. But me, as someone who knows about comic book fans, right. I just kind of went like, oh, okay, now this is to show off. Just like, be fucking look, happy this there's is no the cleavage. Outfit. No, I just, she was flying around in her casual wear yeah. doing all the stuff. She could just ended it in that. Well, no, but I think, like, the, ho- I think the Halloween episode set out to establish that is uh-huh. that she is aware of like witches back in Sokovia. Okay. That's also, the line. I'm not what you say I am is the most Kingdom Hearts thing, but that's fine. Yes, I know. That's when it was starting to yeah. teeter a bit. Oh, but yeah. Actually, so yeah, a, she was... establishes that in it's Sokovia, right? That's what yeah, Sokovia. Yeah. Sokovia. There were these like witches or you know Romani or whatever mm. that this is how they dressed. Uh-huh. So I think when she set out to embrace her her role as the Scarlet Witch, 
she just took inspiration from that. Is that what I I'm I'm having gaps in my memory because uh-huh. I don't remember that at all. But I mean, it, she did have the Halloween costume. Yes, they definitely built it up, yep. and it was a clever um, uh, reflecting shot or sort of like parallel sure. shot to when they're walking home. Yeah, it's kind of a reverse thing of the Halloween that they're in the real real costumes. But anyway, you were making a point. I apologize. No, no, that's fine. I I lost it. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but um, oh no, here it is. Another fucking fan theory that I heard about. Oh, we're going to see Sokovia, which all of a sudden means we're going to get Dr. Doom's going to be the head of sword. And that means we're going to get Latveria. I heard so many stupid fucking. If we got like a fan version of this, like a fan cut, it would just be a conga line of people. (laughs) It'd be the Snyder cut. It would be she makes the X-Men and the aerospace engineer that, uh, that, that she was talking about is Reed Richards. And, oh and Luke God. Skywalker shows up <laughs> to just show that the four he's actually been a mutant all so this time. Actually, that's something worth talking about. I actually applaud WandaVision for not giving us a Luke Skywalker scene. Uh, Wait, what's up? Oh, strange. Meaning, yeah, like we didn't get Doctor Strange showing up at the end. It's like, I'm here to help. You did hear or, that rumor, right? What? That apparently Strange was supposed to show up, but Rona said no. Because of the delay. No, yeah. that was for the other superhero lady that got randomly put in there. Uh, what the, you're, you're the, with talking the, about uh, Rambo? Oh, Ma- Rambo. Monica, yes. Monica Rambo. Yeah. Rambo. She was, I liked her character a lot. Uh-huh. And then when she started getting superpowers, I was just kind of like, uh, where is this coming it from? It makes sense. I guess she was just enough time exposed. Like, yeah, we we've you, we've established throughout the MCU so far that exposure to an Infinity Stone gives you superpowers. Right. It's just I okay. So potentially, if you just went in and out, in and out, you could get that same reaction. Because the weird thing that it, it framed it was like because she knew Captain Marvel, she's kind of no. like hereditarily getting. I'm like, what? That no, makes no, no, no sense. I I don't think so that was the intent. So it was just her going in and out multiple yeah. times. But haven't other people gone in and out multiple times? Not or as many. Just her? She was the only one. Everyone else, everyone else had only been in and out once. Okay, so that's what she the, went the in three was. times, I think. Four. And then she's going up to do her own thing in space, which is where so that's this going. ties into the end uh, end, end credit scene of Endgame, right? It was Endgame. Wait, because which, which one? Because the these movies have a million. Yeah. Oh no! Far from home. Oh, it was. The, yeah, it was far from home. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Where we see golfing. Nick Fury on a, a it, beach. It was on a beach. Uh-huh. But we find out that that beach is actually on a space station up in space that is mostly populated by scrolls. Right. And that's where that's going. Yeah. Because 100% that scroll that approaches her is Talos's daughter, for sure. No. I okay. Think, I, think she, I think it's she says that? No, she doesn't. No, she never now, identifies herself. This may be me at my, you know, bone at his Hold on. art house I just house want to explain. Best. Talos okay. is the scroll from Captain Marvel. The one that we find out is actually not a bad guy no, at all. No, she said that that I I'm familiar with him. Like like my father. She even says that. I'm no, pretty I, sure. No, I, I'm explaining for the audience who oh. Talos was. Okay, the connection. Yes. There. All right. Yes. Go ahead. However, I think just maybe me and my over analytical right. mind in this. A bone. I butt. think it's a little convenient, or maybe it's a little bit like of a sign that okay. they meet up in a movie theater 
it could have been anywhere. So are they trying to say that it's a movie that they're setting up? Maybe. Because it, I just thought it was kind of, oh, they're waiting for you in the movie theater. And well, I'm no, like, she actually brings her in there. No, I got that. Yeah. But like, why? It's such a weird specificity. Specificity? Specificity. Serendipity <laughs> specificity. So, I think it's know? because it's the it's an empty building at the moment. Like, sure, also... but there's a diner. There's a, Everything's empty. The diner might not have been empty. Everything's empty. So Jimmy Woo, head of sword? Great. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He had a great role in this. He did a great job. No, J- Jimmy Woo is the breakout character of this he has for the sure. Weirdest way of saying like in the hour. Yes, it's the most Hold bizarre. On. But I think it's really funny how both uh, this the, how WandaVision is a story of learning one magic trick to beat the bad guy, because Wanda learns the one magic trick to beat Agatha. Uh-huh. And Jimmy Woo finally learns to do that one magic trick that he was trying to master back in Ant-Man and the Wasp. And he does so to uh, to Jesus beat, uh, what's his name? Also, that guard behind him probably should get fired. Because <laughs> really, he's like right in front of him. And he's like, I didn't see that. Uh-huh. Nope, I didn't see that. Also, who doesn't check for cell phones? But all right. Well, the, I think the idea was that by that point, they had already checked him for cell phones. And and decided to just stop looking at him entirely yeah, by that point. As he was like, so, Colonel, as he's obviously grabbing. And I'm like, all right, sure. And then uh, he says, I could get people into the hour. And I'm like, into the hour? And then he says, yeah, can you get someone here into the hour? Yeah. And I'm like, who the fuck says it like it's that? A, it's, what? I've heard it before, but it's a weird way to say I, it. I just was bizarre. Uh, anybody else have any thoughts to close um, I think, oh, well, first off, Evan Peters needs to just be inserted into this universe somehow. Be like, oh, he was a false character, but now we're using him as real well, somehow. Well, actually, that's a thread they never tied up, was who the fuck was under witness protection? Or who was the aerospace engineer? No, we know who the aerospace engineer was. Nobody. It was just that random chick. <laughs> we know who it was. It was no. No, she 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 didn't say she was aerospace. No, but Kevin Feige uh, or uh, yeah, Kevin Feige said that's it. It's not anyone special. Oh, okay. That well, wasn't meant to be like a thing. People just latched onto that. Subverted. Yeah, it was just somebody that she knows. That's it. But I it just in and that all case, they did was make that super truck for her. Evan Peters fits really well in this universe, and sure. I get that he was Evan boner. Peters fits very well in anything. That's true, and that's the thing. They gave him a TV show, and he's fucking fantastic yeah. in these. However, like I just maybe somehow Scarlet Witch is like, yes, this is the rebirth, and oops, he looks like this now. I feel bad for the original Quicksilver. From, like, Avengers, but, like... Oh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson. The, the X-Men movies did a great job with that character, so you just sure. kind of want him inserted there forever. I like their uh, Quicksilver also, though. I think his Quicksilver was also... His Quicksilver was much more like the comic book Quicksilver. I am sure. I just... I felt me watching it, I guess me personally, he was just very bland. There was nothing beyond his just, I'm the brother, and that's also the accent. Agatha said, oh my god, we gotta end this, but I'm just saying, Agatha says, oh, your accent really comes and goes, and at first I thought it was when she's threatened. She starts yeah. bringing in the accent, but, like, at some point, she just starts flipping on and off. Like when really. she's ta- Hold on. When she's talking to, to Rambo towards the end, uh-huh. she has her accent, but she's not threatened. She's just I talking normally. Well, I did. I'm just saying. Hey. Wanda, you keep saying, Wanda no, that's does not what happened. Have, that's not what happened. Elizabeth Olsen does... 
sometimes pull a fucking accent out sure. of her ass. I'm not saying that, like, it, it was just, look, it didn't happen super often. Right. And it was more so when she got upset. But I guess, like, at some point, maybe they filmed that earlier on and they weren't really like, oh, wait, we're maybe. only doing that for this. And they're like, oh, okay. Because it's literally, like, one or two reactions where I'm like, why did you say it that way? Because normally you have an American accent. But they also commented you know, on it. Like, even Evans Peters Quicksilver it. commented on it. But they acknowledge it multiple yeah. times, so it's fine. Um, I, I prefer Evan Peters Quicksilver. I just think he just has way more charisma. Yes. <laughs> but Quicksilver isn't charismatic. He's an asshole. But we need a charismatic Quicksilver. He's a don't charismatic think asshole in evolution, at least from what I remember. He wasn't really an asshole, though. He was a douche. In evolution, How? wasn't he part of the fucking anti-hero squad? Oh, you're talking about the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, he's an asshole, but he's not really charismatic. He, but he's like a bully, so I guess yeah, like exactly. a bully character. That's like my problem is Evan yeah, yeah. Peters is too likable. Uh, I right, like I Aaron Tyler Johnson because he's kind of a dick. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's what I need from Quicksilver. So let us know on Twitter. <laughs> yes. So if you uh, disagree with us or want to yell at us, feel free to mention us on Twitter. I am at BoneKingTV, and my lovely cohorts are... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. What? I want just your final words on the series as a whole. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I'll we were doing... I'll never see it again. We were doing an organic segue. No. Fuck organic okay. segues. I want final words on the series All as right. a whole. Final words. Here. Fuck it. Give me a rating. Wow, that cheapens. I don't care. Opinion, One out of sir. ten? Sure. Ten being great. Yeah. <sighs> no, he's Go crying. Ahead. He's crying. 3.6 Roken. Wow. All right, can really? I I'll do mine while he thinks? It's okay. Below average? No, it's it's good. It's okay. It's not great. It's not terrible. So, it's fucking a five or a six. Okay. I... Watching this show, uh-huh. everyone was just like, oh my gosh, it's so great to have such an avant-garde, you know, thing finally. And I'm like, bro, after seeing all this shit that I've seen, I'm not saying this is a knock. Because I know this is already starting off like I'm going to neg it. You uh-huh. know, like, oh no, this is terrible because of other people's opinions. Right. It's nice to have something mix up the format. Sure. It's it's definitely portraying itself in a, in a very unique way. And I like that but a I lot. I think that's what people meant. No, 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 but people say, like, oh, nothing else has done this ever before. And you look at all of, like, all the art house career of people who show things through symbolism and, and metaphors. And this is a nice way to integrate that yes. kind of concept into a central plot. Right. It's not necessarily surreal, like, metaphors or anything like that, as they are just there's something beneath the surface right. and you have to figure it out. I like that a lot. So if I had to give it a number... Possibly 8.5, maybe 9. It's up there. It's really good. I like. It's a very concise story. I like the fact that it ends at 9 episodes. Any more. Agreed. I know you said maybe like an hour more of explanation, but I think it was perfectly ended right there. I just think maybe just even an to episode breathe. Less. Just to breathe. Because like it was wanna, a breakneck pace you wanna, on that a, last You want to open That's the bottle true. and let it air out. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, maybe... Um, Maybe not focus on having such a big like outro, yeah. but they feel obligated because that's Marvel in a way. Like, yeah, okay, but hold on, I'll so, finish up my thought. And then, yeah, 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 go. All right, but that's it. Like, ultimately, I like this show a lot. It's basically introducing people to more concepts than just I'm watching what the show is giving right. me. Let me think more outside the box. Uh, you know, breaking the fourth wall for babies. You know, babies first breaking for fourth wall. Anyway, I liked it a lot. It was a good show. So that kind of leads into my feelings. Is I feel like the show could have been an eight. Mm-hmm. 
but its climax, especially the main character's climax being Wanda's, mm-hmm. was a little bit of a letdown for me. And so I have, like, at most I can give it is, like, I thoroughly enjoyed the show. Uh-huh. For me, this is one of the most enjoyable MCU entries that I've watched. Because mm-hmm. we can talk, we can compare it to Netflix, Oh, their yes. Marvel stuff. Yes, that stuff is great, but a lot of it is also joyless. This wasn't joyless. Mm, but that was because they wanted to devote I know. that like homage to TV. Well, and they also Smart wanted decision. to u- and they also wanted to use the joy as a mask to mask the darkness. Because they could have just left it alone. Which is cool. And that would have sucked. So that I enjoy that. I enjoy mm. that it's not just this joyless, dark, you know, noir like Daredevil. That being said, it also didn't pay off in any really meaningful way for the character, mm-hmm. for Wanda specifically. So she she came to terms with it, whatever. But at the end of the day, like her and Agatha meant nothing. Yeah, you know, like their like Agatha's effect on Wanda is just oh, you gave me this book, thanks. Yeah, I because I had to rewatch it multiple times at the end to really get what was Agatha's deal. Like, what is she? What's her ultimate end goal other than absorb the power? Was That's that it. just it? Yeah. And it ultimately is just that. She just that. she detected a disturbance in the force and just put herself investigated in Investigated the disturbance and said, "Oh, that's the good shit feeding on yo magic." Uh huh. Uh huh. That's all that was. But again, it resulted in nothing. Agatha at the end of the day means nothing to Wanda. She had no dramatic impact on her life. She gave her a book. And but she's put she's in a stasis. Fucking, she's on ice. So give us a number, because you've had me on the edge of my seat here. I like to I like edging. I know <laughs> it's you It's all about edging. That's all right. Seven at best, if I'm being like generous. You know what? I have a tendency on this show to over grade things yeah like yeah with wonder woman 1984 uh-huh. uh, i gave that an 8.5 and i'm like no maybe not right. so much so i think i'm with you on seven yeah seven i think makes it sense. could have been yes an eight maybe even a nine but i don't think the writer i, I feel like the writers like panicked had something and then like didn't know what to do with it so they like just defaulted back into the mcu it's because they were writing this dra- drama, you know what I mean, yeah. with with sus- with a suspense, <laughs> with suspense, sus- blah, blah, blah. What's, uh, what's suspenders on drama yeah. with drama, whatever. It's a drama, and then they kind of had to curve it into a superhero action right. movie at the end. But I don't think they had to. I felt like they were under. They felt well, the they were definitely to. told to. Probably and that's the thing. Yes. So with that, you guys give us your numerical rating of what you thought WandaVision was. Mm-hmm. Do you feel it? What do you feel the climax was a letdown, or did you guys like it? Let us know on Twitter. Yes, yes. And if you uh, don't want your opinion cheapened by a grade school, you could just say it's good. Yeah, and that's it. Sure. Or you could say it's fucking dog shit. <laughs> well, sure. shit. You could say that. I wouldn't believe you, but you could say that. Yeah. And you know where you can say that? Over at the Fan Freaks Facebook, that's F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S, Fan Freaks, and just to reestablish it in case you missed it before, um, we are on Twitter. I am at BoneKingTV, my cohorts are. Adrian Doodliness on Twitter, AdrianMDOD on Instagram. DRRudeMD on Twitter. All righty. Well, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for our uh, reaction review of WandaVision. What? what is twerking if not thickness persevering? <laughs> that is that is one thing Bro. this show has provided uh-huh. is the multiple the multitude of memes. That's there's been multiple, yes. With that said, we want to thank Justin, Jeff, Cheyenne, Scott, uh, 
my DM group for listening in. Uh, yeah. Who do you got? Uh, Cody and CJ. Hopefully, Kaylani, if she could start listening to the show, that'd be great. <laughs> Just gonna casually call you out. There. We're waiting for you. Oh, also, um, leisurely Vinny. Oh. If you could get off your fucking ass and listen to it. an episode. I knew it. I knew it. Like I was like I was about to be like, "Wow, Adrian, you're so nice. You're finally shouting out Vinny without saying fuck you and then tailed with uh-huh. fuck you." No, no, I got it. That was very Actually, bitter. you know who'd be great? I really want to hear what Vin- leisurely Vinny has to say about WandaVision. Interesting. Cuz if he's somebody who I think knows more than you about Marvel, it's him. Maybe. You know a show he was really on about? Uh Legion. Oh, Legion's real fucking good. So we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Who do you got? I got some shout outs. We got Beefy Sumo, Von Condersmite, Squinty, Screechy Kai, Lindsay Misleading, Boogle, CJ to DJ, and I guess Team BBC, but just like the dude, I'm just going to tail it with a fuck you at the end. And that's what we'll do. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Oh, wow, George. It's almost like you were being nice for a second. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was all ready to get drunk, but then they canceled the drunk stream. And then I was just like, fine. I'll get drunk by myself. Feeding on your viewers.